Yeah, welcome back to the Music Buds episode 40, 39. Did we count the radio episode as an episode? No. I mean, we should. <laughs> hey, I can't nah. give you two different answers. Separate. <laughs> separate. Now it's what? Separate. <laughs> <count>. separate. <laughs> All recordings count. No, I think, All I think, recordings I think, count. I think separate. I think All separate. Yeah. That's a 50 50. So, episode 39 and a half. <laughs> Compromise. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 39 and a half. Um, we're back. We took a little break. You know, we got we got stuff going on and, you know, life. But we're back. And uh, this week, we are reviewing a spoken word project by Fresh Linen called The Breath of, a Breath of Fresh Air. Damn, that was a tongue twister. <laughs> but before we get into it, Let's uh, let my buds introduce themselves like we always do. And our earbud is back. Hey. Hi. Yo, 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 yo. What's fine? What's fine? What's good? <laughs> Cheer. Call them in the building. I'm going to talk about my shit. Call <laughs> 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 them in the building. Good. <laughs> and yeah. what else we got? Chris. Yo, yo, greetings, salutations. What's going on, everybody? You guys can follow me on Instagram at Christopher Reeves. You know, I have another podcast called The Podcast About Nothing. If you want to introspect the conversation and a whole bunch of tomfoolery, come check us out. And we're also releasing this week, too. So, you know, look out for us. Actually, out right now. Actually, yeah, right now, right now. It's out right now, right now. Oh, nice. I guess so by the time you're listening to this, I guess I'll look forward days. to after this. <laughs> hey, check us out. Got a dope episode this week, but. Andrew L. What's up, y'all? You can catch me at Powell Music if you want to check out um, on Instagram. If you want to check out the stuff that I'm doing, I host a video game podcast called the Game of Your Life Podcast with my friend Arthur Thomas. Usually comes out between Friday to Saturday, each and every Friday to Saturday, discussing all things games. Uh, I also do the 440 Guitar Podcast. It is a guitar interview podcast. It's my own podcast, and uh, I've uh, been running that for a bit now and still am. And, uh, of course, working on some music stuff, as always. Uh, D-Skills should be having a project come out this week. And if it's uh, – this comes out Saturday, so it might be out by then. But um, he has a new project coming out, and I've contributed some music to that as well. Uh, but, yeah, look forward to that. Speaking of, he gave hey. us some uh, some sneak peeks that he said we could play, but we, we kind of – we need to find the right time to play that. Not, if it's, it's not, not out – if it's not out Saturday, we playing it somewhere. I'll tell you this, man. I want to hear that snippet Jarrell showed me that last time. He knows which one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that should be on the project, if I'm not mistaken. So, All right. Yeah. Oh, and sh- and really quick, shout out to uh, Tribe Blessed. He released his uh, album uh, this week. So that is currently out now. Um, uh, but, yeah, just to give you guys a heads up there. <laughs> and then uh, this week, well, other, I'm sorry. My name's Preston. You know, I'm here like I always am. <laughs> the butt, man. <laughs> An introduction was there for yourself. Yeah, not bad. Uh, my name's Preston. I was ready to go into it. You know, a little too, a little too hasty. But follow me on Har- at Harlem Zace on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. It's all the same. And then, um, damn, there was something I wanted to mention that I just kind of slipped my mind. Oh well. <laughs> Let's get into this project. What were your uh, general reviews? Uh, of the project of a breath of fresh air. I ain't gonna lie, I'm like, oh man, time to get in my introspective bag again. Time to get you deep love it. about it. 
You had to like, it's a hassle. You lie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Time to get emotional. (laughs) Emotional damage. Mm -hmm. Emotional damage. (laughs) No, but yo, he was talking some real shit on this project, man. I fucked with the project, man. You know, it has it has its, its little things it could work on, but we'll talk about that as we go on. But you know, I think he did pretty good, man. And uh, I'm gonna go before you guys this time because Jarell and Fatima, I feel like I have a lot more to add on to this than I do personally. But I did like the project. Um, it was a dope project. I think it was one song, like one poem that I really had a problem with. But uh. We can talk about that when we get to it. So uh, who who want to go first? Jarrell? Fatima? I think Jarrell should go first. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think it's a good project. Um, I think, however, there's a f- as far as for like a spoken word poetry project, I think it has a little bit of refinements that are needing. Um that are needing to be uh, kind of like reconstructed or redone, uh, especially when it comes to like music and like the poetry and like as far as like which one should be the forefront or the primary. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's just a, I think just from a sound engineering perspective, I think something some things distract from the poetry uh, amongst a couple of other things that I think could have been adjusted. He's a good artist. I just think there just needs to be a little bit more. A little bit more work to his craft, but overall, you know, definitely a powerful message, you know, so. Yeah. And what'd you think, Fatima? Yeah, I I gotta agree. Like, I kind of like the beginning of it. Kind of like he set the tone in the beginning and then towards the end, I just kind of got like a completely different feel for it. I'm like, mm, it's mm. still good. I still enjoy the message. I'm just kind of like, yeah, dude, I feel like you're starting to go somewhere else with this. But I like it. It's not bad. I fucks with it. Yeah. I fuck with his talent, but he definitely has more, like, you know, tweaking and, you know, more work to do. Are you, is he like, are you a spoken, are you a poet or are you a rapper? We're going to have to talk about what the difference of that is, but. Cause I, I actually want to know too, <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you uh, know what the difference yeah. is? Well, no, like I know the difference, but you know, like poetry and rap are like very close to each other, you know. And then, and then there's people in the middle, like Common. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. so, like, right. So, yeah, um, truthfully, you want to rhyme like Common Sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get into the project, I do want to say uh, shout out to Fresh Linen because he sent us this project back in like October, but we had so many like projects and stuff lined up thanks to all y'all as well um we had, so, we had so much shit lined up like we're just now getting to him in march oh, from yeah. october true, true, true. so um, yeah hey, oh, good problems yeah just shout out to shout out to fresh linen for that and um before we get in uh let's let's well actually should we wait and no, i should be back <laughs> uh let's 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 queue up the the first the first track of this project which is called inhale Alrighty, so let's do it. I got to talk to a whole class for like an hour about internships and what it takes to like actually be good at them. And there was a lot of black girls in there asking like, how do we, how do we even like get in the door? And I was like, my thing is like, 
when I do things, I don't even think about the obstacle. I just think about doing it, and right. that's how I get through it. Right. So that's right. what I just want to do for other people, like just yeah. to help them. I'll start off this one I do think it set the tone pretty well for the project um I don't know if I agreed with everything that was being said but it's hey, not my place not my project you know so now nah. nah, <laughs> what, 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 what you do you agree I mean I mean I mean so the thing no I just mean like so the thing that I didn't agree with oh when I just do something that I ignore the obstacle I just do it like I I feel like I get where she was coming from like you know deal with the obstacle when you get there but I'm also somebody who's like we got to prepare for that obstacle you know like you need to have it you need to have whatever you need ready to prepare with whatever comes your way but that's yeah that's just how I feel that's, about that that's specific. that's how your brain works yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but um what'd you think about it uh I'll go last because I think I'm the only other person that likes it Nah, I I like it. I like it too. And honestly, like I agree with her. Only because like I feel like she's coming from a perspective where it's like, you know I mean, she's doing her thing and then, you know, other people are looking at her asking her like, "Yo, how are you doing this or how like how can I do this like you?" You know what I mean? Or what steps did you take for you to get there? And she's just kind of like, "Ayo, like I didn't even think twice about about it. Like I'm I'm just doing it." You know what I mean? Like, I get to it, and then I, like, and then I do it. Figure it it's, out. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, it's like a flow, and there's certain things, and, like, that. that's, is, that's just kind of, like, true with some things in life. It's just kind of like, no, Cap, mm -hmm. you can't plan for everything. Yeah, you right? can't. But if I if I can help it, I'm gonna be prepared for something. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, that's that's mm. facts. That's facts. Some things though, they do like you know, just land in your lap, or sometimes the opportunity just appears at your door, and it's like, yo, I never saw this coming, but you know what? I'm gonna do this shit, and then you do it so good, and you because you were just taking shit what brick by brick. Yeah. And pe other people from the outside looking in, they're kind of like yo, how did you do that? Or how you came up with that? How did you get that opportunity? And it's like... Something it's a marathon, in the words of Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> Rest yeah. in peace. Keep working at it. For real, for real. So I agree. I like it. I feel like it's such a... Yeah, like I, I get where she's coming from, but like... Um, I feel like it could have been worded a little. Yeah, bit. You just gotta do it, bro. There's no. It can't be worded for everybody, Preston. I know, I know, I know, I know. I just, I know. just, I just like, wish you know. I just wish it, you know, it worked for no. me, you know. I, I, hey, I wish it was tailored to me. Like I said, I get where she was coming from. So like, it's not that it didn't get the point across. It's just, eh, it's, uh, I, 
if it was me, I would have worded it a little he, bit. He would have dotted the eye this way. Yeah. <laughs> I would have put a little heart on top of the eye instead of just putting a little dot, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> see, you're the guy watching the movie. Is like, see, I would have went that way. I watched it go this way. See, that's stupid. I don't like this shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's what did you think about it, Joe? Um, so I thought I thought it was interesting the conversations that are being had. My problem with it is that the music was way too loud. So mm-hmm. hearing the bass, hearing the piano, it sounds good, sounds clean. It shouldn't be as loud as the people talking, especially if this is a spoken word project. This is part of the problem that I have with it from a producing or engineering standpoint. When you're doing spoken word, at least from the, and I, I'm just judging it by, unfortunately, I have to compare it to other spoken word projects from a sonic perspective, not specifically the actual content of the sp- of the spoken word, but just when I'm listening to a spoken word, what am I hearing? I need to hear the people speaking. So the, the music should be behind the speech, uh, especially because the other, after the, the ladies talking, you know, you hear, you hear the dude talking and it sounds like the audio is less clean. Um, so it's even harder for me to hear and I have this piano and stuff right in front of my, you know, my, my ears essentially are in front of me and I'm trying to listen in. It's, it's a little too distracting to me. It just seemed a little, there's, there's too many distracting sounds for me to really ascertain the full tone of the project. Yeah. I kind of feel like I, I, I have the initial feeling of like, okay, this is an introspective deep thing you know but i feel like there's a little there's a few too many distractions for me to fully hone in so i think when he works on another project if he is going to still incorporate music as you know if you want to incorporate incorporate absolutely but just kind of be weary of that these sounds really matter you know as far as it being distracting of the message that that that's kind of my 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 take on that i think that's fair that's fair no that's definitely fair i agree Uh, or, but I got to pick back a little bit. I agree with Preston on how this the first, is the first track. It kind of set the tone on how we're going to hear the project. And not just set the tone, but I kind of just gave you, giving you like exactly what it is that he's worked on. Because, you know, you got little glimpses of him talking about how, you know, he's still working on his craft. He's still, you know, trying to become better at, at, at spoken word. You know, he's showing a lot of vulnerabilities at, at the end of the track. And I actually fuck with the content too, heavy. I fuck with the mm-hmm. content, like, especially uh, I have to emphasize how important representation is. So just to show people that kind of look like you, that you could, they could do exactly what you do and stuff like that. I think that's super dope and important. Yeah, I think and that was shit. like the biggest takeaway for me for that first track, too. Yeah, it's just like, if I, if I could do it, you could do it, too, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But I feel it's a little weird with Spoken Words Project, because I feel like the criteria to kind of just break it down changes up a little bit. But I kind of do got to agree. It is a little hard to kind of hear, especially at the end when they kind of do the little switch up with the song and everything. I'm just like, oh, what they saying again? Like, yeah, I didn't even have that issue when I first listened to it. But like after you guys said it, like with the second with the second and third people talking, like I, I, I get it. But, you know, the girl, I feel like her part stood out the most anyway. I mean, it could have probably just been because it was the most clear, you know, um, but I think I was just kind of set on that because I feel like what she was saying just meant more to me than the other two things anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. With that, 
uh let's let's get on to the second uh, track which is hashtag who am i challenge <sighs> who am i I'm the brother that dodges coronavirus coughs The same way hopeless romantics avoid obvious obstacles opposing their options to Love themselves instead of responding to that hey big head text Who am I? I am no smooth talker But I fat thumb my way into Ella's DMs Pinky promised her a perfect picture Pointed her to the middle of my intentions to put a ring on it I am five fingers away from holding hands with my destiny I am killing it every season Even when I'm off spring Father of one I wear my dad hats like a crown No cap I'm fitted for this So don't be surprised when I snap back I am the topic of conversation Different names, same theme I am black boy, the luxurious and cursed. My melanin attracts smiles and clenched purse. I am black man, the fetish and the fear. That bucketless item, something to watch and listen to, but try not to get near. I am what you admire and pretend to be because television has shown you lights flashing in my face, but I am a bad habit that you kick when lights flash behind you. And I've never been good as a token. I know more Harry Potter trivia than I do NBA stats. I am fresh, but spades be my favorite suit. And I've met love in a club, but diamond has a special place in my heart. You see, I am so books that I can sandbag my grandma and still keep the poem 100. Honey, bees, bow back, was buzzing about my boo. I am husband to a goddess with a soul that resembles the cosmic properties of nebulous and I think Jarrell really liked that one. He liked the whole thing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, keep but, it going. <laughs> well, I just I just do want to play some of it, and then I fade it down, and then Fatima yells at me, and then I fade it back up. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes you gotta make sure they feel. I know. That's why I that's why I just let it play a little longer. I was like, well, no. I don't want to be yelled at. So I feel just... that. But did y'all all did y'all all love that king and cap and fitted? Bar that was in that. Well, Preston hated that shit. No, <laughs> like my dad. That cat. shit was a fucking like bar. a crown. I don't wear That's my a bar. dad word. Oh, you don't said, be wear my crown like a cat. Back. It's like, yeah, it's like well, that was a whole bar if he was rapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, what part of this did y'all like? Did y'all not like? What stood out to you? Uh, one line that specifically stood out to me was like, "I am five fingers." away from holding hands with my destiny. And I was just like, ooh, this close, bro. I feel it, man. Anybody that be working hard can understand that feeling and shit. And I really fuck with the introspective take on the project, especially talking about, like, the duality of, like, the good times and bad times of, like, being black or a minority and shit like that. It's kind of important to really emphasize, like, yo, I really come out here with optimism and positivity, but don't mean the world ain't trying to break people down and shit, feel me? Yeah. So it, it was dope as fuck to hear that, that take and shit, so... What'd you think about it, Fatima? I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. The echo was a bit much. I felt like the echo was like a little too hard. Oh, like the reverb? But mm. yeah, yeah, the reverb. I felt like it was a little too hard, but I enjoyed it because it just felt like, you know, I felt like I was listening to um, leaks and, you know, Black Shock. It gave me that whole vibe for this track. So this is like one of my favorites. Cause it's cool, and then I like that I'm holding five, I'm five fingers away from holding hands with my destiny. Cause I feel like that's like that's a layered line right there. Cause mm -hmm. destiny yeah. is a girl's name, and then it's like, 
you know, your destiny. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yo, I, I kind of like that. I was fine. He had a lot of little layered lines up in here. And I was like, okay, I see you. What you know about them entendres? <laughs> right? Like, challenge. And what'd you think, Drew? I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, there was one part where I wish he, I wish he saved it. I wish he didn't use this line or this, this word or this, these two words and let it, because he used these same two words in the next song, I think. And I feel like it kind of, uh, took the wind out of the sails for the line in the next song, which I felt was more powerful. So, and, no, why are you calling me? Damage <laughs> I'm sorry. Things happen. Um, but uh, so he, there's a line that's like, uh, like I'm, I forgot the full line of Penny B of like smiles or clinch purse, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking and I, about. And I like yeah. that line. However, that the next song, the, the next, next song has clinch purse, and that line is better, I think, yeah. than this one. So I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, man. Uh, my melanin attracts smiles and clinch purse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I just wish I wish he didn't use it here because I feel like I was like I feel like I've heard that word before. Oh, it's from the previous song. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's my only critique. But everything else I liked. Um, I think the reverb could have been turned maybe slightly, slightly down. Just a um, smidge. Just a smidge, you know. But it wasn't it wasn't anything where um, it was anything where I'm like, oh, this reverb, my God, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, overall, it was, it was good. Well, um, I agree with you on the the melanin attracts uh, smiles like an, and and clinch purse, but I do also want to say I think that was probably like my favorite stanza of this uh, of this track of this poem, because I'm a black man, a fetish and a fear, the bucket list item, something to watch and listen to, and then that, it continues on, and then uh, where it was like, I know more Harry Potter trivia than I do NBA stats. And for me, that stood out because I was never, like, I was always the, the weird one growing up. Like, I liked everything else that nobody else liked. Fatima could probably tell you that. He was, yeah, you was not <laughs> big into basketball. You was all about yeah. the anime, Dragon Ball Z, and it was Pokemon. Yeah, yeah it was just, it was, yeah, I was always about the cool this. side? That's a yeah, cool I, side right It's there. a cool side now. Now, yeah. It's <laughs> a cool side. But, like, you know, growing up, it was like, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not into the same shit everybody else is. Like, I remember... A specific story. Side note, quick tangent. Let's do <laughs> I used it. to like. I used to always want to stay at home and like play video games, like junior high school, like late elementary, whatever. And I used to hang out with my boys. That they never really, they never really wanted to be in the house. They always wanted to go outside play basketball. Shit. So I, they used to have to drag me out. And then when high school and shit came around, I'm like, yo, let's go out, let's go talk to some girls, let's go do something. And then they're like, nah, we chilling, play, be in the house playing UFC 2K. And I'm like, bro. Like, this was me two years ago, and now y'all fucking want to stay in the house. Like, I'm ready to go out and socialize and do shit, but, like... Yeah. That's why the roles got reversed. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that, 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 was, that, was, that, was, that was a quick tangent. <laughs> nice. But uh, no. anything else to add on to this? No, I mean, I resonate with that line, too. I mean, not maybe not necessarily the, the Harry Potter the Harry Potter yeah, yeah. thing because it wasn't Harry Potter, but I was into video games probably more than sports. Like I watched sports, but I wasn't like mm-hmm. suit was a super ingrained where I could just like have a, a like a 10 minute rant about players and how everybody sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I could do that with video games. You know what I mean? Nah, yeah, same day. with me. I'm with you. <laughs> well, I'm with you. You, you gotta understand. I started learning music, sports and all that later, man. I was all about video games my whole life. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I learned to play guitar after high school. So yeah, I was. was well, I am in me. the crib chilling, PC all day. <laughs> Shit, the thing that I know about sports now are the rules to all the games. Everything else I learned from all Yama because posting on social media. <laughs> I don't. Only reason I know players is because my friends list on everything. <laughs> yep, yeah. and it keeps changing. I'm like, oh, that's not legal anymore. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know. Oh, you have to do this now. Okay. I kind of remember in high school, like we used to have like little sports segments, like during lunch, and Preston would just be there, just absorbing all the info, like all the fucking time. To this day, <laughs> to this day, he's still there <laughs> listening. Hey, <laughs> I, I I can't hate, bro. I can't hate because it's like one of those things where it's like you can't, you're not gonna be wearing a jersey to a team that you don't rep. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't speak to it because it's like you'll be called out. You know, so these motherfuckers just talk about parlays and shit, and I'm just listening to who they think you're gonna do this, that, and you're, the third. And I'm just like, oh, you're, like, you're, like, oh, like, you're googling. Before. What is a parlay? <laughs> <laughs> I just asked them. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I just really? I feel you, bro. I feel you. Harley like Google. <laughs> <laughs> what is an over under? Yeah. I still don't know that one. Oh, that's, Money line. That sounds like a nasty search result. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Uh, delete your delete, point. Delete history. <laughs> All right, but let's get on to this next track, which I want to say is my favorite one on here. Uh, Black. Currently, go ahead, cue that one up for us. I was asked, What's it like being black in today's military? The same way it felt back in the day. No, we no longer have the pressures of segregation, but it still gets heavy on our hearts to carry this flag on our shoulders our spirits are no longer broken like the tools blacks were given even though they were only fixing for us to fail and then expected to meet the same standard it does get tiring constantly proving to yourself that you're worthy and tough and then proving to others that you're more than enough and we're no longer given ultimatums to slave or serve but now we serve in hopes that slaves will never again be a thing so yes it's hard to explain to others why you willingly swore to defend a constitution that wasn't considering your melanin when it was originally written. And it hurts serving a country that makes you feel safer overseas than you do at home. Being deployed to the same countries that racists used to tell you to go back to. Believe it or not, it actually hurts to hear thank you for your service because sometimes it comes from the same people that are likely to avoid eye contact or clinch their purse when you're out of uniform. It's heavy. It's tiring. It's hard and it hurts. But we never had the tendency to just complain and quit. So had, to keep, we, had to keep it going for that. that for that first, line? Per, yeah, the first line. So <laughs> can, can we drop bombs on the spoken word project? Uh, let me find out. <laughs> <laughs> Drop another one. I'm dropping a bomb. I'm gonna drop a Bombs over Baghdad. <laughs> Uno dos, three sons. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. This is good. So, yeah, this is probably my favorite one on here. Um, I think just the whole idea of black people in military it's like it's something we've all talked about before and all thought about before like just like fucking muhammad ali back in the day it was like ain't no Viet Cong ever called me nigga like that shit stood with our whole fucking generation <laughs> like we were like mm-hmm. what 
like what we, we probably deal with a whole bunch of stuff over here that we wouldn't deal with outside of the country which he also goes into on this poem so i was just like this was absolutely my hands down my favorite poem on here and i sent it to uh i sent it to my cousin who was in the military um back in the day so like and and he fucked with it like crazy and i was just like you know i was like i, I had to like I was, as soon as i heard it i was sent it immediately to him mm-hmm. i could feel that yeah this is definitely think? this is definitely one of his strongest uh poems definitely because he he in fact is was, is he still in the air force uh, the I'm not poet. sure if he still is, but the I, poet. I know he's in the military. Yeah, yeah, I know he's in the air force. He was in the air force, uh, so it absolutely makes sense why this is one of his best works because this is specifically like his yeah. thing. I think the only pet peeve I had, and this is maybe just like maybe like semantics brain, but like the first few lines where it says like, "What does it mean to be black in the military?" and then he says like the like just just the same way back in the day, like. Like semantics brain makes me feel like, yeah, how old are you? Like you don't know that, you know. What I mean? Like if you're asking like a grandfather or someone who's in the military, it probably it was probably even worse comparatively. You know what I mean? So like I'm like that's yeah. not necessarily true, but everything else I like, everything else I like and I agree with, and I think it's really good. And then that clinch purse line, I feel like it's more to me. It's in, in, it's more resonant here because it's yeah. like imagine it's like i fought for your freedom like thousands of miles away you know mm -hmm. and when i come back i'm not i'm seen as an animal or a threat or a thug you know yeah, so with the, uh, when they say thank you for your service it almost feels like an insult or whatever what he said like it's like because you know the people that usually say that stuff are are, are, are the ones that are like super other way mm -hmm. <laughs> let's not get into politics but you know yeah. like you to know the like there's, there's oh no way to it, the left Shit, probably either one, super to either side, because like, well, well both sides is fucked up. Yeah, say, let's let's just say extremists. I think extremists rounds it out well. So, True. Like, yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. I used to work. I used to work with uh, military uh, mil military uh, uh, folks because they're you know for for my job, and uh, I've had a mixed bag. Some people, mm -hmm. some people really appreciate when you say it. Some people are like. It's whatever, <laughs> you know. Like he was like, dude, dude, I play basketball today. Like I didn't do anything, <laughs> you know. Like I've had, I've had various responses from like after duty military, like you know. But, but yeah, yeah, you, de you definitely get some different stuff. And 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 there is a specific story where there is a guy who was in the military. He wasn't born in the U.S., but he was in the military. And after his service, they deported him back. I was like, that's fucked up. I was like, that was ridiculous. Wow. You know what yeah. I mean? So like that really happened. And the guy I don't think the guy was African American, but um but yeah, what he's stuff that he's saying, like it's just definitely some hard hitting, you know, some hard hitting stuff that he's he's dropping. So mm -hmm. yeah. what'd you guys think about it, Chris? Well, when I heard this, bro, no funny shit, I was reminded of of, you know, when the George Floyd protest was going on and, you know, the, the protests were getting crazy, they had to send out the National Guards and shit. And I remember that being the topic of conversation because, you know, you will see all these photo ops and all these photos and they'll be like, you know, black or minority, you know, service members just, you know, kind of just being against the people. And people were like, yo, why are you on that side? And shit like that. And I remember there was this like viral video of this, of this soldier and he was crying. No funny shit when people were asking him like, yo, why are you on that side? You my brother. Like, you, you and me the same skin color like all this other shit so mm -hmm. and then hearing this song i kind of just heard the perspective of how like yo 
is really tough being in the military because they, they have to adhere to like a whole bunch of different rules that we do. Like there's a whole bunch of military laws that they, they just can't do a lot of shit that we do. So to even like voice out their opinion, it's already like grounds to get in trouble and shit. So mm-hmm. kind of just hear this perspective and kind of just seeing like inside of how kind of shit kind of is for like military members and shit. It was really dope to hear that perspective. But I got to say, what's the difference with them choosing to be in the military and them choosing to be law enforcement? Well, the military Ooh. literally uh, yeah, yeah, that's has why its I just government. Um, like, literally. Like, the, there's like, a lot of different answers to that. Yeah, it depends on your context. Well, no, because, like, in the, like, in the context of what Chris was saying, like, oh, like, I see his point of view, this, that, and the third, but, like, you know, I, this is not... I haven't had no I National Guard do fuck with me just because I'm chilling in the corner at 9 p.m. Okay. As well, like, it's just a different <laughs> relationship going on when it comes say, to like normal people do, and like law enforcement and military. Like, but if given the order, your ass getting hit with fucking sandbags too. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's true though. But that's like, what I'm saying. Like, if you give me a different perspective, where it's just like I grew up in a spot where it's just like mad crazy shit going on. You got national uh, army members just going around just wilding and shit. I'm probably going to give you the same perspective. But if you see a minority law enforcement officer versus a minority national guard military officer, what's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, what's the difference in that aspect of it? Is bro, I, I just said it's like the relationship and community, bro. It's like you, you were the police are known to like fuck with like the community and shit like that. Not so the problem out. is the uniform, not the person in it. And what they it's represent, like, yeah. Well, I think me, it's oh go ahead, Fatino. Sorry. No, it's cool. But to me, it's kind of like it's always it's always gonna be the person. Granted or not, it's the person that's in it because they're both being puppeteered by two different kinds of powers, mm-hmm. powers that stand for two different things, but they're still puppets. But you, as the person that's in that suit, you have the ethical power to make a decision. You like, they have that power within themselves. Either they're going to be an asshole about something that's like really nothing, or they're going to be sensible and chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, just not be overpowering and not abuse the power of their uniform or their badge. Because mm-hmm. it's like you see a minority person in a in a like in a police uniform. I've dealt with them before where it's like, nigga, I could tell you not from here. Yeah, we had a whole and, conversation about this before. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. nigga, it's like like, I don't care if you Puerto Rican. I don't care if you Mexican. I don't care, nigga. I could tell you not from here, bro. You shaking with fear and you ready. You got your hand on your gun. And I'm just sitting here and I'm having a conversation with you. I'm sitting here and I'm smoking a blunt or whatever the case may be. Like, no reason for you to sit here and have your hand on your gun. Or mm-hmm. we out here and we protesting. We're not doing anything violent. But you willing to shoot niggas. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just completely different. Work. And you want to talk about differences, bro? I've seen police officers fuck up active duty members, not knowing they were and shit like that. That shit don't happen backwards, right? I guess I, I guess, I, I, guess I, I'm good. I guess I'm, I guess I, I don't understand your your question, Preston. Like, like in regards to what? Well, because I don't understand what you're saying. when when Chris was talking, I was just kind of saying to just to start the conversation because uh, Chris saying, was saying like what I was saying. Why can't I see it that way when it comes to like law enforcement and shit like that? Yeah. Because Chris in was saying that, to... like, 
well, he's saying when, at the protest, how they had mm. the National Guards and all that stuff, and there was minorities and mm. there was civilians talking to the National Guard, like, oh, you're supposed to be on our side, this, that, and the third, why are you here, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, if Fresh Linen, as a military, ex-military, current military, whatever his situation is, chose to be in the military and people choose to be law enforcement minorities it's like what is the difference they both have to deal with the with the consequences and the backlash of other minorities number one i want to say not even before before i say the job they need to deal with the backlash from the minorities but it seemed to me as if chris was giving more respect to the national guard military kind of people than i've heard him give to or about law enforcement i think i think the reason why is because there's probably more stories closer to home of of law enforcement fucking up mm. people versus national how many times the national guard been here you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i think i think compare, they come when the police think, can't handle it <laughs> right but how often does that happen that doesn't happen very often yeah. at least at least from where at least from where i am at least from you know for, for my perspective right mm-hmm. but i think I think the the notion of, you know, the notion of when people are saying like, oh, like, why aren't you on our side? Like, to me, that's just a misconception as far as just like, look, you know, like I'm doing a job. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, yeah. uh, you know, I'm doing a job. And, and like what Fatima said, how you go about that job will dictate. You know, your, your how people your, respond your, to you. Yeah, your, your, your ethics and whatnot, because a lot of people, a lot of people, um, they talk about in communities when police control the patrol those communities because those the people that are in those communities are not of that race that it, it creates even more tension it's like you would you would almost rather have a cop that's yeah. black in a certain neighborhood versus a white cop in that neighborhood 100 you know what i mean <laughs> but 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 you know there's you know it, regardless of color there i've you know there's been cops that have been messed up in you know the same color as well right yeah. but i think the overarching thing is from what fatima said as far as like regardless of law enforcement or military like i still have an ethical decision where i can make it you know the yeah. right the right decision you know mm-hmm. what i mean so I, mm-hmm. think that's, I think that's the big thing there I just I just want to start that conversation, but uh, we never even got Fatima's opinion on the poem itself. So, <laughs> no, I mean, but hey, that was a great that's a great conversation to mm. have, though, and I feel like it's a it's a powerful one. That's a it's a deep topic to, we can talk about, I'm sure, for a, a minute. Yeah, that's why we got to cut it short. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you jump into politics, music buds, right back after this. <laughs> after this, every, every time there's a spoken word project, it happens. Like it just. <laughs> You how like how can you not do it? But my opinion on this poem, I I really I really like it because I was in the military process. Um, I was going to join the Air Force and I was in Houston. Well, no, I'm sorry. It was the Air Force or the Navy. I was leaning more towards the Navy. Um, even though you know I can't really swim like that. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> but you can fly in the Navy. <laughs> but you know how to fly. <laughs> no, because you know they got like their little ants, like though, you know what I mean? That's so funny. it's like, okay, but you know. You That's know, hilarious. I not swim. <laughs> but 
but I want to join the Navy just, so just backwards. Wanna, just keep pushing that stereotype, huh? I'm, I'm not pushing this stereotype. I'm telling the truth. I could float. I could goalie paddle. You can swim. You can swim. You I tell go, people. You survive. tell people you can swim. Okay? I'm not gonna lie. You <laughs> Let these niggas I'm not gonna lie. In an Olympic you're not, size you're pool. You're not Michael Phelps, but you can swim. Okay. <laughs> I could survive. Okay. I could get to the other side and not die. Exactly. So you can I'll swim. be partially. I'll be partially. You know, I might have water in my lungs. That's fine. That's fine. You made it. <laughs> you made it. But like it was um it was really good. It was really insightful because like when I was in that process, I kind of had like a little it was like a little conflict I was going through within myself because I take in consideration the history of the military, you know what I mean, and what the military mean and how they've affected, you know, African-Americans and things like that in the past. And just, I take it, I take America and its military, I look at the big picture of it and it's kind of like, I don't like it and I don't agree with it. And Mm -hmm. then spiritually, like, I'm like, I definitely don't agree with it because I'm over here pledging an oath and I'm pledging my life away to some pale-faced man who's supposed to then command me on what I'm going to do with my life. And I was just, and you know, I have like a problem with authority. And that's something that you helped don't me realize. Say I never would have guessed that. <laughs> wow. Don't. Y'all judge what was me. It? Wait, Jerome, what was the teacher's name again? I know you remember it. What was the teacher's name? Fuck out of here. No. We're not bringing this we need up. To remind I'm in therapy. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I'll give you a break. Lucky day today for Fatima. Just make sure the chairs are bolted to the ground. All right? Oh my gosh, y'all. <laughs> they, probably, they probably do got the desk and chairs that's connected now. Screw it to the floor. But anyway, like that kind of like helped me realize, all right, now I kind of do have a problem with authority and I don't know how I would feel like with that being a, a, a chunk of my life. You know what I yeah. mean? And then seeing like and hearing this is just kind of like yo my nigga i feel you but i feel you before i even had to go i didn't have to go through it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's something that i kind of anticipated and i didn't want to go through so i'm like you know what and then i had some like legal issues which stopped that whole process anyway so i'm like hey Fatima, they're saying you threw a desk at a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We, we can't enlist you. <laughs> I knew it was coming somewhere. The next song. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> see. This is I don't fuck with y'all. <laughs> I was making a jokey joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I fuck with you, but I don't fuck with you. <laughs> like, damn, but. Yeah, anyway, like, I fucking, I, I really like this project. It's number two for me, and I, I respect it. I, I respect the fact that he shared his experience in the military with us, with the world, and kind of, like, letting us know what it is for African-American on the inside. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think just quickly in my position, you know, I, I, I respect the military. I appreciate what it does, but I feel like sometimes people think that because – there's something it's, sometimes people think that you can't criticize certain things yeah. that you respect. Yep. And that doesn't make any sense to me. 
You know what I mean? Uh, I, 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 I think I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll stop there. But you know, it, to, to me, like you can criticize anything and, and that's how anything, and, and that's a part of things like being able to grow into improve. You know, but I think it becomes a toxic environment when you're like, no, well, I'm, I'm a patriot, blah, 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 or just, you know, I'm for this patriotic, this, 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 that. So well, it can be criticized to be improved, to be better. Like, that's just anything, including that. And sometimes people think that there's certain things that you just shouldn't talk about or criticize or say that certain things are wrong, and I don't believe in that. So, yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Before we get on to the next track, I went to also about another stanza where he was saying that, um, uh, where was it? You become a civil rights leader, breathing message. Being black in today's military means you have to add pages to black history every day. And it continues and it's like, uh, uh, we, we consistent, uh, there, it's about the roadblocks that, that are in our path. We consistently have to hurdle them. We get access to the impossible all the time. And when we answer, and we answer back saying, watch this. That part I think stood out a lot to me too. Like other than just like the whole poem itself. But it's that 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 constant like I need to be better and do better than what's expected from everybody else, just to just to keep up the the appearance of like yeah I'm doing this to show you we're we're not all the same. Well, that's that's the black code, right? As far as we go, yeah. we're twice as hard just to yeah. yeah, we're twice as hard as, as the white person. You know what I mean? Like that's like I, I mean my. You know, my my uh, relatives or my grand you know grandfather taught told me that you know yeah, growing yeah. up, can work twice and as then, hard to be looked at half as much. And then shit is fucking ten times as hard for the woman. So with that being said, let's get on to this next track yeah, called facts. "Mama Bear." I was gonna say my grandma told me that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mother used her environment as a springboard from the status quo, balancing on her support being faith. Mom Dukes, fights with soliloquies, no street talking, slang was just as bad as cussing. They say, the words her tongue writes and stamps on your eardrums can make the blind see. They say, my mama will kill you with kindness, just by praying for you, then stop mentioning your name to the creator. She's too humble to admit it, but my mother is so good at being a mom that the whole hood calls her moms. Pull your pants up when she addresses the way that you're dressing, yelling, we can't feed every mouth. But at the same time, ask your friends that you eat today. Mama's recipes electric slide on your taste buds with nostalgia. And for those who didn't know, my mama's a woman. A hell of a woman. And for those who aren't aware, that means that she's got to work twice as hard. And she's black. With a name that is too unique to ever appear on a souvenir keychain. So that means she's working hard times 10. My mother wears her hair the same way a mama bear stands up, it growls, try me. Her glare makes you prefer the aftermath of the soothing sound of a rattlesnake's song. Her roar makes the strongest men ask for help. But when it comes to us, her children, mama's bare hands barely bought bags of bucks to cups. But it was so what did y'all think about this track, Mama Bear? Who wants to start off with this one? Bro, you can't say nothing bad about this. You can't, what's Is it cheat? Is he cheating? I mean, yo, bro, it you you gotta love far. Mama Bear, bro. Like, yo, I mean, regardless of relationship, gotta save man, this you know, for Mother's Day coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo, 
it don't matter the relationship you have with you know your parents or your mom. But I I know whoever heard this felt felt something. Feel me? So yeah. you know I, I fuck with it, man. I always got to shout out the women in your life. You know, shout out mom, dude. Shout out to the most powerful. You know, matriarch that's probably gonna be around in your life. So mm-hmm. shout out to them. And what do you think, Jarrell? Uh, this is phenomenal. I mean, it's absolutely noted. Uh, it's absolutely critical, I think, to be a part of this project. Um, I still think the, I think the piano is a little too loud. Um, really? I think so. I think it's a little too loud. Um, especially when it goes in the higher register. It's a little too loud. But it's, it's, the, 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 the poem is great. Um, it talks, it goes on various levels as far as, you know, working 10 times as hard and then also, you know, um, you know, just the power of like how many like how many black mothers have like saved so many like young black men. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they say, like the black mother is essentially like like we all come from black women. Like mm-hmm. it's like like someone was explaining well, that as far as like, yeah, a, like, like a historian. They're saying like it, like in essence, like black people are the original people. And, like we are we all come from a black woman in a sense um but just yeah just the power around uh how important they are to communities i remember um our like that part where it talks about where everyone was calling her mama you know mom you know mom or whatnot she's so good like she's the community yeah you know and i I remember i was watching a uh i think it was like a it was like a youtube doc talking about king von and whatnot and they're talking Mm -hmm. about there was a lady in that community where she kind of represented almost like a mother figure to everyone and i thought that was a really powerful thing um there's yeah i mean there's been moments where my grandmother my grandmother like faced a cop and told him not to kill my uncle which was her son like don't like don't Mm. you shoot my son like in front of like a cop who had a gun pointed at like her son Mm. so like and i've heard that at i've heard that from many other stories as well you know so there's just there's just a power uh, a powerful force there's a powerful force and a powerful thing as far as for like when it comes to the black mother and it sucks too when it comes to just it's another kick in the pants for you know black fathers because there's a lot of great black fathers out there but yeah. you know one day spoken word people we're gonna add a we're gonna Papa add a Bear. black father's song in there god Yo, damn it <laughs> my, my, my father was great he raised me i'm very i'm very grateful you know because obviously not everyone had that opportunity you know or, or their fathers were not in their lives but but yeah i thought this was a really good Really yeah, I want song. to say, like, in his defense, I'm not sure what his age is, but I feel like the 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 story of fathers being in their child's life came more common with like 90s and like 80s. But before that, it was I feel like Dude, I, crack. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about I that. Don't know. I know, but, like, but the crack literally. era was like right before the 90s, like to me, you know. But I'm saying, but like, I, I, before then. It seemed like it was always about the mama, but I feel like, you know, 80s, 90s is when it started to be like, all right, we here too, you know, <laughs> like we, we, we not, not in the picture. We want to be in the kids' lives. Yeah. And I feel like it's only getting better. Yo. I would say 2000s, but yeah, I think 2000s. I want to say 90s because I was a 90s kid and I feel like I've seen plenty of fathers around in my neighborhoods, at least, you know? You didn't see him, you see him around, but. <laughs> That's 
or the other son's lives. Mama's boyfriends that were just, you know, there a lot. And it's like, I don't that know. That is if also you really... very true. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know if you really are their daddy. You just like they stepdaddy, but right. you know, you, ma- you they mama's boyfriend. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, you there. And it's like, you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but anyway, we're getting better. <laughs> we're getting better. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm so. telling you, man, that Chris Rock joke's still relevant. They was talking about, yeah, they always got these songs about mamas, Tupac, dear mama, mama, mama. What guys got? <laughs> Papa was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, that shit's apparent even in like fucking capitalism. Like Mother's Mother's Day come around, commercials everywhere. Father's Day, they don't play that shit till like two days before. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There's like some condescending like shaving commercial, <laughs> like, you know, be respectful fathers or you know. <laughs> it's like what the hell? Buy your father some tools. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Damn it, dude. This is about the mama. Why yeah, you gotta bring that Fix the fix the house, dad. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, damn. This Can't nigga don't know how to use the light bulb. But I'll bring dad into it. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I think it's you, you need to. We have to throw them in. There's no way. You know it because we gonna give the same shit to the girls that be like, "Happy Father's Day to me and my dead dude." Oh. Like, shut yeah. up. Shut up. Yeah, Preston Bre- <laughs> got some deep. Uh... <laughs> Let, some deep no mental health going. He took that. Got some the the therapy. Homie like, therapy. It's all good. I was I was also fortunate enough to have both of my parents, but I do think it's really fucking stupid when girls like shout out to me, happy Father's Day to me. It's like whether or not you get along with him or not, that's your kid's fucking father. It's a it's a little it's a little petty, but but yeah. but I mean but 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 some but some <laughs> women, but, but in, 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 in essence in, a, in essence some people have the right because some fathers again weren't in their lives. So it's mm. like you know, but it's to me it's then, odd to do a post about it. But yeah. and then there's also those girls who adamant about making the fathers seem like the bad guy all the time. Mm. There's also yeah. those girls out there too. So it's like yeah, yeah I. Leave Father's Day to Father's Day. So I don't want to hear shit about me bringing up the fathers right now, right? <laughs> Man, so respect the fathers. <laughs> Gotta respect the fathers. Did we talk about, did everyone say their, how, if they like the song or not? Uh, <laughs> I know no. I, I went, I went. No, it was me and Fatima that needed to go. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, even if it sounded like I didn't, I really did enjoy it. <laughs> um, Especially the part where it's like, uh, my mom's so good at being a mom, everybody calls her mom because that happened to my mom with, with, with a lot of my friends, too. Um, nah, that's 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 mom's right there, yeah. That's Mama Dukes, yeah. and and I've called my other friends moms, like my mom's too, like y'all, my brother from another mother. Like, it's literally like those those friends that I'm close with, it, it's always been like that. So, I, that that sense of community, like Jarrell was saying, I think really it. it, it it, it brought back like memories, so it definitely this this track definitely hit it hit it hit it hit the note, it hit the note. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Like, I see, like this this poem really puts me in the mind of my grandmother because my grandmother is definitely like that. Like, my mom's was not the type to be like. I mean, unless it was you know you and your brother, right? <laughs> But, but like, if it was like you know, I had other friends come over, whatever, like that. What the fuck like, is that? Yeah, she's like, what are these nappy headed girls doing in my house? 
It's like, I... Damn. Her mom is so fucking blunt. She mad blunt. She is mad childish, yo. It'd be like some of the shit she... It's like, Ma, you don't think before you talk. And it's kind of like, I'm just being real. We get that. But it's called, you know, just being decent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, my mom's just be off the wall. But my grandma, she is like a gold. She's just like a golden heart. Because, like, she, like, Preston's mom, she, like, you know, took her in when she was a kid. Cause they all, like, mm. were in Wilson. They were all, like, you know, from the same block. So, like, it was her, you know, their friend Barbara, may she rest in peace. And like, you know, a lot of them where it's kind of like, you know, everybody was coming to grandma's house and having like little dance parties. That was a Thanksgiving stupid. spot for years. And so she and so she left to South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Like my grandma, like they seen her walking around Wilson. It's like, hey Miss Irene, you know what I mean? Like they all knew her. But she was mad chill, you know what I mean? She always willing to feed somebody, even though she don't got much of her crib. It's like that this point really put me in the mind of my grandma. She's like super strong. She used to pick cotton, cotton patch back in the day, like when she was a kid. So it's kinda like she just comes she just has a different strength to her. A whole different mm-hmm. a whole different side of her. And it's kind of like and my mom, she my mom different too. Even though my mom's like indecent sometimes socially. This poem, I like how they call it Mama Bear, because it's like, you know, when you depict a bear, you depict a, some a animal that's big, ferocious, a bit frightening, you know what I mean? And like, you know, but a female bear, they're very protective, especially of their cubs and their families. So it's kind of like using Mama Bear and like as, you know, for imagery to depict black women, it's like, it's embodying the the strength, but it, he further on in the poem, he starts to talk about how, like, you know, she hides her tears and, you know, her, you can't see her tears through her fur. She learns how to, you know, hold back her pain and things like that, even though she's struggling. She fixed her smile. So she fixed her teeth to say she's okay and things like that. It's like, yo, you don't see the pain that a bear can go through. Why? Because you're just this person, you're looking at a bear, it's like, oh, well, it's a bear. It's like, nah, like, this woman, she's she's loud, she's strong, she's smart, she's intelligent, but she has feelings too. She is soft too, even though she, ha- she has to do things to make her seem tough. She has to be a certain kind of way so people don't take her for no fool and people don't take advantage of her. So she has to be a bear, but she's still a woman on the inside. A woman by nature is emotional. A woman by nature is soft. And if she had a man there to protect her and show her that and give her security, she would then be allowed to be like energy in motion, which is which is emotion. You know what I mean? Emotional. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like this poem is this poem is like it's awesome. It's great. I didn't even get all deep and shit. I was saying, I don't think we can add on to that. So <laughs> Yo. Yeah, I mean, thanks to my Yo, English. Yo, couldn't degree. have been said better. Couldn't have been said better out of But yeah, you know, it's a great, it's a great poem for the women. Great poem for the women. Right, for the mamas. Well said. And then, uh, 
with that being said, you know, yeah. that little that little speech. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and get on to the next track, which is a real mentor. To say something. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. As of lately, I've started recognizing my blessings instead of waiting on shooting stars because I've never seen one that's loud enough for blind kids. And I've stopped searching for four leaf clovers because where's the luck for the kids who can't count past one too many people aren't batting an eye when they hear the statistic of 1.2 million students are dropping out of high school every year and the correlation is incarceration there are too many youth whose bad grades are starting to look like alliteration i'm from a nation where illiteration is painted on poor faces because of poor placement of educators and the teachers who really care can't afford to really make it i mean the government says they care but why do politicians get more paper than the teachers that actually shape us and why is it so hard for teachers to get raises when they have a hand in raising us sacrificing their youth for you until their hands start to look like raisins it's ridiculous that the curriculum only gets you to graduation Bullying is taught as a second language. Self-hate is served for breakfast. Peer pressure is served for lunch, but mentorship, creative arts, and after-school programs mixed with the budget? Something just won't fit. Meanwhile, physical education is being taught by the streets. Sex education is being replaced by teen pregnancy, and there's no need for a math class. The streets is teaching trigonometry. So who want to start off with this one? I ain't following up after Fatima. I just want to say that. Yo, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Yo, I now drop a bomb on this Preston's too though. I'm gonna try my best. For that. <laughs> I'm gonna try my best. Hey man, look, I said it in the beginning. You, <laughs> you and Fatima probably have more to add to this than I do. Because <laughs> spoken word is not this really. This is so like... emotionally exhausting. Huh? <laughs> hey yo, you really gotta get real deep with this shit, man. When you really want to hear yeah. what they're talking about and shit, but, man. But right, so it's good, I guess. To, to not bitch out. <laughs> I go ahead. Floor is yours, bro. <laughs> he said, Floor is I don't yours. Want to do it. I don't want to do yeah. it. And then he like, yeah, then y'all call me out on it. And then, it, and then he got all Harlem on me. Why, <laughs> <laughs> <You lying>, pussy? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, bro. fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. Bro, I do, I, I think the biggest thing about this one that was a big takeaway for me was just the uh the teachers and and i was thinking about all my teachers that i had growing up and we were in the middle of spanish harlem and you know like public school i i really don't remember too many white teachers there um and to this day i'm still cool with my kindergarten teacher she was egyptian she's like white egyptian but she was egyptian we <laughs> was cool yeah that's what i'm saying i'm still cool her to this day yeah <laughs> she'd be friends on facebook yeah <laughs> and um but like the the whole thing about having after school programs being cut and i remember going through that elementary school like music program being cut after school program being cut like gym like after like gym's activities being cut and it was like those teachers that were football, there, life and well, sports, life and well. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, but but it's like those teachers that were there were like really there trying to help us. And I, I at that elementary, I didn't go to junior high school in Harlem because I got moved to that Catholic high school, which we had a whole conversation about in one of the previous episodes. But um, like big up PS one forty six, y'all. One hundred six and first, we live. <laughs> but um, but like I do, I really do feel like all those teachers that were there had our best interests in mind for the most part, I, I would say. Because I know some teachers had problems with some students, but I feel like that's bound to happen at some point, you know? But um, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's, it speaks on a lot of stuff that we already know, but it's, it's always a little more reassuring like to hear it again from another perspective. So yeah, this track I definitely enjoyed. Um, so what did you guys think about it? I'll tell you this, man. That line about the, the shooting stars and the four-leaf clovers had me stuck on dumb for a second. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. I was like, yo, definitely got to count my blessings and just be grateful and appreciative and shit like that. And uh, honestly, hearing this song, I kind of get what you were saying about how about the teacher's present and also about how important it is, like, mentorship and kind of just, like, making sure, like, the people, like, the next generation, people after us are pretty good and making sure that they straight and shit. So, like... It's really fucking important for us to really emphasize how, especially where we from Preston, like where we're from like Harlem, New York, the Bronx and shit like that. When you look at the numbers on how like students and shit like that, how much people actually graduate, how many people actually make it to like college or like make it to have a job and shit like that. Those numbers are so low. No funny shit. Like we are technically outliers. That was like being the way we are. Yeah, bro. In our high school. Bro, I, how many I think only, did we have? And they I said only, only like a thousand something graduated. That was only 35% of us graduated. And shit like that. That that's crazy, bro. And then when you look at the shit like that, a lot of people still didn't make it through that shit. So mm-hmm. I just really I really fuck with the emphasis on how important it is to kind of just pave the way for whoever comes after us to kind of just keep going and shit like that. Like it's really important mm-hmm. and shit. Like what do you think about it, Joe? No, 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 wait. Let's go for team. <laughs> nah, we can't. nah, nah. <laughs> we can't I'm have like... her going in another hour. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to make this No, nah, man. We got to make it go full circle. Go ahead, Fatima. Do you think? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I'll make this. Throw a disc at these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, much for teacher appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going to make this as short. I'm going to really try to condense this. And I'm just spit some things out there. Point number one, Preston, I agree with you. Big ups, PS from 46. My white teachers from there were Miss Egbert and Mr. Chamberlain. And there was this other white teacher who was my art teacher. Fuck Mr. Lendo, because that bitch ass nigga wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. Relax. But, you know what I mean? There was some white people. There was some white teachers in there. Oh, Miss Wilson. We cannot forget Miss Wilson. She, she was an old white lady that loved her son, Michael Jordan. Every time. You remember Miss mm. Wilson? I Ran feel like Miss Wilson and Miss Egbert sound familiar. The other, and the other ones I don't remember. I don't know. Um, Ms. Wilson was like a brunette old white lady. She was she legit looked like a prune, but she was like the coolest. She literally she smoked a hundred cigarettes a day. Miss <laughs> Egbert wow. definitely smoked weed. She definitely smoked weed, but you know, they were all there for us. Like they really were. Mr. Chamberlain was cool. 
that white teacher, he, he was awesome. He gave me like a whole art set with charcoal pencils and erasing a huge notebook on my sixth grade graduation. And like, talk about people that like white people that really came into inner city schools to really be there for the uh, like underprivileged kids to because it wasn't about the money because <laughs> it wasn't about the money yeah like they were they would come to school and they were not looking like they made a lot it was bad but it was cool you know what i mean i respect them greatly second point this is a track for the men highlight the real men <laughs> mentor mentor yeah, right. mentors, mentors. Yep, yep yep yeah yeah so y'all was over here talking about y'all niggas ain't got shit <laughs> now I, I was it was a rebuttal okay it is a double yeah. entendre though so a mentor yeah. can be a female so whatever yeah <laughs> yeah but he clearly emphasizes men yeah i mean but, but that but but if he's but, insinuating that men but, aren't mentors all the time that is wrong <laughs> it goes back to preston's point but anyway this one i definitely feel like it's a song for the men and it's showing where the absence of men for children can really lead to this never-ending cycle of... Uh, you, you got to track, Preston. Right yeah. after. Right after, because this is showing how men being absent in children's lives is causing, like, the never-ending cycle of children, you know what I mean? To me, this is what is getting... Also, I must say, there was one line in there where he hinted at, uh, I want to say pedophilia. Yes. Yeah. So was yes. it really a track? Wait, what was that line though? But the, um, he I, said, I don't remember. Uh, he's like, it's, he's like, um, damn, let me see if I can find it. Go ahead, keep talking. <laughs> no, I, no, it's cool because, like, hold on, hold on. I was reading it just to like give me. He says, I know a girl whose father sang to her that age ain't nothing but a number. She became a runner to run from men just like him and all her problems. Straight mm. to the recruiter. Now Jane became a GI. Joe decided to take control of a body that didn't belong to him when she was alone. Yeah. So. So. I think some of that father men stuff you were talking about kind of. But that's an isolated <laughs> incident. He's talking it's, about a specific per. Where was where was that line on a mama song? <laughs> Oh my wow. god. No, I'm just I'm just petty as fuck. You cannot be satisfied. <laughs> like just, that's ridiculous. You gonna no, talk about no, that during those no, piano arpeggios? No. Right, shut the fuck up. This is what I'm talking about. So you guys like, yo, this is a song for the men about the men, blah blah blah. And you see how he still was able to throw a little rock in there. Like everything was going good and he threw a little rock in but there. But that's not necessarily pedophiles. men. You know, pedophiles can be females I mean, too. Females too. That's not a male no, thing. In this stanza he was talking about a man and a little girl. Yes, but and that's a person. But, but that's a but that's a but you're what you're saying is wrong. Like what, what you're saying, not. what what you're saying is one sided. I'm saying that that is a specific instance for that specific person in his story. That is not a blanket statement for all men. No, I, that no, is I'm that not, is the I'm misconception. Saying, yeah, no, no, that right I'm not, after. I'm not saying that. I'm I'm just I'm just being difficult with y'all. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I haven't even gone yet. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let, Let me finish. finish. Yo, <laughs> I said it was a song for the men. like it's a song for the men. Here. Here's your song for the men. Well, but I never said I that. Say, I never so said I, that. I, I said wanna, mentors. Right, my two cents. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Anywho. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Finishing <laughs> off 
the part where he's like, and there's no need to teach them how to file taxes or a lease because they're supposed to end up just like their parents. But who said that welfare was a hereditary disease? Mad hearts. Mad hard. That's why I'm on a real men tour to find real mentors because these girls and boys are the future and more. And then so on and so forth. So for me, that stands out as to why this is like a song for the men because men in a, I guess men figuratively speaking, when it comes to the, you know, family structure, they are supposed to provide structure, direction, so on and so forth. And women are supposed to be the emotional breeders, caretakers. That's just how the dynamic works for like a family. Well, that's yeah, that's one yes. that, that's one construct, but yeah. The yeah. nucleus, yeah, but it's kind <laughs> of like the nucleus family will. structure. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I get that from this, and that's what I got from the two songs put together. Nobody's talking about the R. Kelly lines. Okay. Wait, where's R. Kelly line? Well, we oh, the AJ not with a number? Yes. I mean, I, wrote I wasn't song. saying it's an R. Kelly line, but... Hell yeah, it's an R. Kelly line! Uh, I guess. Yeah, but there's a theme of that around R&B music as well in, yeah. in general. But Yeah, but I'm saying R. Kelly because he's the one that's going down for it, unfortunately. Yeah, you should go down for it. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> no, about? Unfortunately, he's not the only, he's not the only one. He's not the only one, but he's the one he's that wants to make videos. He's the only one that got caught. That's not true. I wouldn't even say that. <laughs> That's not true. He he's he's probably getting the, like the most of the of like the media attention. Hey yo, a lot of them is sickos over there, man. That's a fact, though. Yeah, there's a lot more work to be done. Let's say that. Yep. But Jarrell, your turn. Holy <laughs> shit! How long has it been since I started talking? It's been eighty-four years. <laughs> I say this is why. Anyway, um, you started it. Started I'm just it. saying. All right. <laughs> well, I'm just saying this is a good song or a good, good spoken word. Um, this is one of my favorites on there as well. Uh, it's, I mean, it's definitely not spoken enough to emphasize how um, under-resourced teachers are in America, in different parts of the of the country, in different cities, rural areas. It's still a big issue, and I like how he brought up as far as, you know, how politicians are being paid more than these teachers mm-hmm. that they get no raises, but they have a hand in raising us. I'm like, that was a good line. That you know, good. and they literally do. You know, it's like they're dropped off for eight, what, fucking eight, seven, eight hours of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, and you know, there's a lot of really good teachers out there. You know what I mean? And they're just under-resourced because of political bullshit, you know, as we talked about in previous episodes. Um yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh and then I like what you said for team as well where you brought up the uh as far as like the paying taxes and all that stuff. Like when it comes to like the financial things that like we should be learning that like kids should learn for into their adulthood, like the things that most people should know really aren't taught in school. You know what I mean? And and they should be, you know what I mean? And like even just thinking about even just me thinking about like uh, a history class where one book is supposed to divide the entire history or the entire history of America is one little book, yeah. you know, written by seven professors and they're trimming out all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, these seven chapters are going to tell you about African-American history. Like, like no, like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? You like, mean, it's you just mean two chapters that they go over. Yeah. In one month. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's just yeah, horrible picture. Yeah, so it's just it's it's yeah. There's just a huge, a huge issue, obviously, you know. So yeah, definitely when it comes to the mentorship thing, it's definitely an importance, you know, from all all spectrums, all walks of walks of life. So I thought it was a solid song. Yeah, I'm actually kind of curious Spoke to see word. what like what like high school history textbooks look like now you know, during like this, this woke era and, you know, and everybody wanting the different information. I wonder, so I actually very curious what the history books look like now. I don't, and honestly, I don't think they've changed much. Think yeah, it's probably the old shit from the 1980s. There's, like, like, I mean, your shit, our textbooks was like what early 2000s, like in high school, like a lot of, <laughs> nah, we like, got the old ones. like a lot of like, there is some other state, I forgot what state it was. It's this awful state, but they were against oh, somewhere in the Midwest then. Got it. Yeah. Midwest. <laughs> Some horrible state. Yeah. Um, they're, but they're wow. against like the critical race theory and stuff and teaching like, Oh, like, like, like you don't need to tell my kid that like America's racist. Like that's not right. And I'm just Sounds like, like Indiana. <laughs> yeah, it's some, some, something. Yeah. Some, some terrible state, but I'm just like, dude, like Idaho. if we're going to be real about, <laughs> The history of America. Let's be real about the history of America. <laughs> you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So uh with that being said, let's go on to Roses 246 featuring David Rogers. Let's rock and roll. Down. So who wants to be the one is to say it? <laughs> Yo, but he lost me. Sorry. What is with this? Kendrick? This is a fucking disaster. Oh, what the fuck is this song? This is Yo. what I meant. I don't oh, know what's what happening. <laughs> and, I say, and I say, I put oh, a bomb because yeah, it's a disaster. <laughs> Yo, that wasn't a good bomb. That was not yeah, a good thought, bomb. I thought one person was going to volunteer, but shit. <laughs> hey, bro. I, Bro, what is it? Second, third to last song, man. I think he did a good job in. You know what I mean? As a whole structure. Yeah. But it took us this long. I. 
I don't know what the hell he was saying the whole time. The, the, the instrumental was dope, which I want to assume is David Rogers. I like the instrumental. But the the, <laughs> the the words and everything, I was like, I was like, I don't know what I don't know what he's saying. And like I, I like, don't I don't care. Because I was like, I'm did just you call like, me a plant? <laughs> you think I'm in photosynthesis right now? Yo, I mean, nah, it was it was pretty it was pretty hard to listen to. I ain't gonna lie, man. That that's a lot of of work on 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 the voice and shit like that. It's kind of yeah. kind of turned me off a, a bit, or well, not a bit, a, a lot. Not even going front. Like, yeah, I I didn't even care to look at the lyrics or anything because I was just like I wouldn't even know where to start. But I like the guitar. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. All I gotta say is this river ran dry. Oh my god! Here we go. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't even gonna lie. I was waiting. I was waiting. (laughs) I knew it was a matter of time. I don't know. He was talking about something. All I heard, I heard the word skim. I was like, uh uh. Here she go giving an ASMR again, guys. Mm, Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) That shit was bad. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, once she starts chewing hard, she gonna say some shit. She get it from her mama bear, right? Nah, mama bear. leave my mama out of this. Mama bear. Yo, your mom blunt as fuck. You, she is. You, where you get it from? It ain't your fault. I'm nicer though. I'm nicer than she is. I'm so much nicer. <laughs> I will hold my tongue. Mine Occasionally. <laughs> Not now though. Not, Not now. now. <laughs> Not now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So dry. I'm dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> I need some water. So. What did you think about it, Jarrell? I saw you thumbs down. And I said I at least like the instrumental. So this what you got? He was shaking this, his head hard. He like this is a bad. This is a bad song. I don't like it. I don't know. There's so much wrong with this. It's ridiculous. So as a spoken word, as a spoken word song, it failed because I don't know what they said. I don't know what was yeah. said. There's way too many effects on the voice. The guitar is too loud. The guitar sounds bad. It sounds like it's it's played through a cheap audio interface. It's just it's it's like peaking as well. Like it's it's it it's not clean. You know, like the, the it's it's an interesting idea, but if. The point of the song was for me as a listener to understand what you're saying. It didn't achieve that. Like, yeah. there's way too much going at the same time. And, like, if it was just an instrumental, I'd be like, okay, you know, a little bit of a break from the poetry before we go into the next, the, the next spoken word piece. But if, if the, if I was supposed to get whatever he said in the song, like, my guy, like, you have to, like, this, Whoever whoever engineered that should have should have said something. There's no reason why there should have been so many effects and why I couldn't hear anything. You're a spoken word poet. I have to hear what you're saying. If I can't hear what you're saying, what's the point of the fucking track? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't mean to be harsh, but that's the whole point of this is to hear what you're saying. If I hear what you're saying, you failed. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so I didn't like the song. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty uh, unanimous there. <laughs> but are we, let's just not end it on like it was bad. It's not ending it. I mean, there's still two more tracks to go. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about like this track specifically. Let's not end it like it was all bad because I had to give it a chance. I had to look up 
the lyrics. I had to be like, all right, what the fuck was yeah, he I saying? Okay, let's get mad bombs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to look it up because I was just like, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't just not know what the fuck you're saying. So for sure, I, for sure. I read it and, you know, I was just like, okay. Content wise, I see what you was going with with like the roses and like the three. I, I get all of that and all this shit like that. But then it kind of just takes away from what you were trying to say to people because you can't fucking you can't tell what the fuck you're saying. Like, yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, how many people is actually going to be like, all right, let me go check the lyrics out. Not many yeah. people going to do that and shit. So it's kind of like me included. You, Yo, so it's just like, you guys are you guys are the are the where are the lyrics like you guys yeah are the, and he, the lyrics uh, kudos kudos he has the lyrics on there yeah. but I was just like but you're like you're like man you I don't even want to look at my phone I didn't I didn't even hear I didn't even hear <laughs> he one said, line look at my phone <laughs> I don't even want to look all I, I know is wanna, if we gonna like, put this in sports terms man you was hot boy you was hot behind the arc man and you just airballed the shit I'm like damn where that came from that was an incomplete pass. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a wild turnover. Hit the backboard. Yeah. <laughs> out of bounds. <laughs> so, like, usually with the lyrics, and with me at least, I usually go to look at the lyrics if I heard something that really stood out and I need to, like, hear it again, you know? Or, like, because reading it helps, helps you understand it better. But it's like, this whole thing played, and I was just, I didn't know what the fuck he was saying, so I didn't even care to go back to yeah. look at what he was saying. Because I was like, I'm not about to read the whole fucking thing. You couldn't even make one part like audible <laughs> yeah yeah so i was I just agree. like yeah no i didn't care that's what i'm that? saying man all these extra steps to hear what you're saying not, not everybody gonna want to do that and we have a whole podcast to listen to shit that people don't listen to <laughs> and you got one of us to look at the lyrics what's bad <laughs> it was this track it's bad oh <laughs> my god <laughs> jesus <laughs> I thought I was disrespectful. Let's she said, going. I'm nicer, though. <laughs> I'm nicer. What was anyway, next track. <laughs> hyperventilation. Um, or is it hyperventilate? Yeah, hyperventilate. hyperventilate. So let's go ahead and cue that one up and get away from this bad track. Yikes. Me, look at me, explain to me what your problem is. Don't give me no BS. Tell me what the truth is. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to emote. We, we didn't talk to each other about our problems. We didn't, we didn't openly communicate. We grab a bottle. Well, suicide is the third leading cause of death for African American males. Black men venting isn't taken seriously and lets it stand up comedy. Everyone laughed at Jordan and Tyrese, but rallied behind Kevin and Dave Chappelle. But since I'm not funny, I just breathe. But every time I inhale, I just get a chest full of heavy. No air, just heavy. And I've learned to man up when that heavy starts to make my eyes sweaty. Because I was taught that a man being able to lift heavy equals strong. And strong equals tough. And tough equals good enough. But none of that equals fair or right. Or what's really been keeping you up at night. Maybe we could vent to our significant others if it was guaranteed that it wouldn't be weaponized against us. Have you noticed that the bottle never judges?
And that darkness feels like a velvet soft blanket that likes to love us. I vent to my shadows and solitude, then silence becomes anxiety's open mic, nocturnal epiphanies. So I want to drop a bomb for this one. I think it deserves a bomb, 100%. But uh, before we get into what I got, I concur. To say, uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, this is to me. This is the best written uh, and the best sounding song, arguably, or track, arguably, on the project. Super powerful. I love how it started with. You know, you have like the facts, kind of like these different statistics, and you have that, you know, that that gong or whatever that that percussiveness is, and then it goes in. So just from a it's just from a producing perspective, kind of how it ties you into the the uh, the spoken word, I thought was really really interesting, uh, really cool, and he's going off. He's going off on yeah. on this, and he's talking about a lot of really <clears throat> crazy stuff, really important stuff, especially when it comes to, like the mental health of black men, and you know, and uh, you know, this is yeah, it's just super powerful stuff, man. I thought this was the best written, the best written track. Um, I thought he really gets his shit off as a poet, you know. So this is kind of to me, this is his strongest, uh, strongest piece of work. Even though Black Curly is very, very good, I think this is, I think this is his best. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed this a lot. I feel like this and Black currently kind of goes hand in hand, if you ask me. With uh, being in the military, you know, his whole story and then just minorities not being able to, well, minority men not being able to open up about certain things. Imagine being in the military where you're supposed to be the strong one, the protector, like you got all these overly macho people, you know, just trying to be macho all the damn time instead of you know actually feeling you know so it's like i feel like they, they kind of go hand in hand which is why i think this is like the, the second best track on there because i like black currently more but um there is a few things i want to talk about but i want to let you guys go ahead and talk before i even bring anything else up see if we hit those subjects so he, he got more in the tuck that's crazy but uh yo this track i got i gotta go with gerard it's definitely the most completed track he has one of the most powerful tracks honestly i, I was triggered listening to this song a little bit because i was like as as a guy you gotta relate to this heavy you gotta relate to this heavy it hits on a, a lot of points that you know guys just go through and you know men just have to deal with and i like how it kind of emphasizes kind of like the silent battle we got to go through as far as just even telling people that we're going through a battle in the first place so just to kind of emphasize those points. And, you know, it, it could sound like a broken record one time, um, all the time to, like, mentioning mental health and, like, guys got to be open and shit like that. But, shit, it's way easier said than done. So, you know, we got to just keep hammering the point across so we can actually do it and shit. You know what I mean? Because we'll know better and we still won't reach out and do what we got to do. So this track really just emphasizes all of that stuff that we can kind of just do better than what we deal with and shit. So... And what you thought about it, Fatima? I felt like this shit was too deep for me to dissect because I'm not a man. Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't, like, fuck, I'm going to be honest, but, like, I, I feel it. 
I can definitely say that I've seen some of these actions he's describing in men that, you know, I've been around and, you know, I've dealt with. And it's sad that it is so true. It is so true and it's just heavy as fuck. Like, I have a heavy chest just reading it over again. Like, this shit is heavy. Great comeback, though. I, I feel you, Lennon. This was, this was a great this was a great comeback. <laughs> that last one. We don't talk about the last one. It doesn't exist. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, damn. That is, damn. It doesn't exist. But, uh, that that is that is fair, but like this shit is um definitely well written. It is so good. I like how he talks about the brush and how he uses that and that. But like. It's I don't know like this shit is just great. It's dynamic. Mm-hmm. Or that yo that verse talking about yo I wear darkness like a velvet blanket that loves me. I was just like oh damn, why does that shit mm-hmm. so relatable? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's shit like that. It just be too easy to kind of just hold shit in and shit. So, so doesn't uh, I brought it up? Which I I'm actually kind of surprised. There was one line that you talk about with uh laying in bed with his wife drying tears on her shoulder shoulder and mm-hmm. it's like i don't well i guess fatima wouldn't have any opinion on this but it's like as a guy do you feel like you i don't have a wife it was just chris Jarrell does but like as a guy do you do you think talking to your wife is still hard even though i do feel like us three um knowing each other a little more open about emotional kind of stuff for the most part at least i feel like we all have our moments but do you feel like well let's say even with a partner it's still hard to open up to them oh the floor is yours Jero. um so i feel like if you can't do that then that is a huge problem with the relationship um a part of being in a relationship, whether being marriage or a partnership, there has to be a sense of vulnerability uh, right. because you're going through this journey with that other person. So if you can't open up, if you can't open up, then eventually the journey will circle back to that being a hurdle. Yeah. So um, now I do think that there are certain spaces where maybe the, your partner isn't the correct person to speak to that on. And that could be from a professional therapeutic sense where it's like, you know, I don't, yeah, there's things that my wife may go through that I may not understand because of, you know, me being a man or what have you. And it maybe make more sense for her to speak to, you know, a therapist who is black and female that would understand that more. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or for man, for example, to have a, 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 a buddy to discuss things that are specifically from my perspective. So I think it depends. There are certain things where it would be better for an outside party. Um, but I think when it comes to just like, when it comes to like, I think how you feel about something, whether or not you understand it, you should be able to express it. If you feel like you can't express it, I think that's a problem. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's, I feel like that, that can shorten a relationship exponentially. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Honestly, you got to think about it. It's kind of like if you can't confide in this person who you choose to be, you know, your partner and stuff like that, then why kind of like even be in that type of intimate, uh, be in that intimate relationship with them, know what I mean? Might as well just keep it casual and shit, you know, because to kind of just lay all that baggage down on people, you know, it could be a lot sometimes. So this is which is why a lot of people kind of just refrain and kind of hold on to a lot of this shit. But it's never a good thing to hold on to all that shit. You know, you got to share the burden with, is what people would like to say and shit. And, you know, you got to find that person to kind of just share the burden with and still be all right at the end. So yeah. I, I, one more thing to add on to, Chris, because I think you, you have a great point as well. One one last thing for me to add on to as well is that I think for this this past like COVID quarantine thing is that I think when you're in a relationship, it's important to to be able to be self-aware of how someone feels and when it's like, hey, do you want to talk about this? Because I feel like everybody's on the go. You know what I mean? There's a lot of relationships, including my own, where it's like, you know, I I work a certain time. My wife works a certain time. You know, maybe we spend four hours out of the 24 hours together in a day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I may feel a hell of a way about something, but, you know, and then when my wife comes home, if, if I don't, if I talk about it, maybe, or maybe I'm trying to bring it up, but I don't do it the right way. Or if she doesn't listen or whatnot, then it's another day of me feeling a certain way. And maybe I feel even worse. Mm-hmm. So I think communication is really important. I think COVID this whole quarantine thing has kind of shown like finally a time where, no one's busy doing anything. They're in the same vicinity as their as their partner, and they get really get to see who they are in the, as a relationship. Yeah. And so I think that's really shown a lot. Sometimes it's create. Sometimes it's brought out monsters. Sometimes it's shown like how like awful a relationship is. Sometimes it's shown how strong a relationship is. But mm-hmm. I think the I think my point is is that you have to be really cognizant of just really understanding like emotional intelligence and seeing like something isn't right. You know, like Mm -hmm. let's like, sometimes it's worth dropping something to say, Hey, let's talk about this. Cause that could, you know, be beneficial. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I don't know. I was like contemplating on whether I should share this or not. But it's adding on to everything, you know, Jarrell said and Chris said, it's like, so with my past relationship, it was weird because I literally woke up one time and he was crying like right next to me. It was it was like now that it was weird. It was um disheartening because he was crying and stuff like that. And I'm just like, OK, what's wrong? What's going on with you? And um, it's like the shit that he was going through, like within himself. And this was also during quarantine, too. And, like, it was just, um, yeah, it's just kind of like, I feel like sometimes a lot of black men are, like, super hard on themselves. And it's like you want to be able to do so much more or you've had this bigger expectation for yourself and where and, like, where you are currently doesn't satisfy that and then there's like this huge gap of like you know i guess just like you know failure i guess the feeling of failure um not uh, wanting to be a burden not wanting to be a burden yeah um 
you know, just uh, insecurity, not proud of yourself, you know what I mean? And just, I don't know, it, it, it was kind of, it was kind of, it was like really sad and really hard to deal with in a sense. And like over time, I started to see like another side of him come out because it was kind of like, okay, now you're projecting and like, you know, the relationship definitely deteriorated over time, but like he was just emotionally unstable and that began to show, you mm. know, and I felt like a lot of it has to do with his past because he was holding on a lot of things from his past. He was holding on to a lot of expectations that he had for himself that at that current state in his life, he did not see himself in and, you know, he was battling with like, you know, just like in this poem, manning up, just saying, okay, you know what I mean? Like to get through the day, but then, you know, you're right back. It's like a vicious cycle within oneself. And he also abused alcohol and marijuana. So it was just like, you know, you masking all this feel, all of these feelings. You're not really dealing with it, not really processing it in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm always one to listen and, you know, take the burden. But when it began to affect me, it was like, all right, nah. I was about to say right there, when you said take the burden, like yeah. that alone, like you can't just take a burden. Yeah, you can't take the burden. That's something that, you know, <laughs> some of y'all girls out there need to learn. <laughs> Girl, turn this shit back up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Make this shit light. All right. You know yeah, I, mean? I was about to say. To bring it to the next point, when it was talking about um, dudes, uh, uh, I forgot what the exact line, but he was saying dudes, they leave it to a head nod, and and instead of talking to and like passing by, yeah, yeah, it's like, like you, like I, I know what you're going through, I see what you're going through, you know, I know what you're going through, but we're not going to talk about it. Talk about it, so, right? <laughs> so where do y'all think the friends fall into the mental? mental health your mental health men's mental health whatever because i feel like this goes both ways because i i personally don't i don't necessarily think like jerell was saying that your partner needs to be able to talk about everything with you um i feel like that's what you know like friends are for some people understand you more than others a partner doesn't have to be everything and i'm i'm a 100% like advocate of that like I don't want to be everything to you I don't want you to be everything to me like you need but to when all have... your friends die that's who you're with are you saying you can't make more you, you you don't make more relationships throughout your life do you think every, all your friends are going to die at once like one of well the thing well <laughs> when all I'm, just saying, die. I'm just saying I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, there's a very, there's a very sad part of growing old, and one of them is no, no. Your friends die. All right, all right. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm just so, saying, it got really here. morbid. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not right. saying you're wrong. I just had to, I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw this right back. At what you. about this, Jack? <laughs> I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna throw this right back. At throw it at me. Throw it at me. What if your partner passes, and all you have is your friend? Uh, I mean, that's a, a yeah, I feel yeah. like it's a, I feel like it's a lot. No, that's different though. Cause you're not going to fuck your friend. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hey, because you said what if, but I'm like, that's different. That's, no. that's, that's different. I, I'm talking, I was speaking of specifically 
I was, I was thinking, I was talking about specifically when you talk to your partner versus when you talk to your friends. Because I've always had that relationship with my friends where like, there's might be something that I might talk to my partner about that I won't bring up to my friends and vice versa. But I don't think that's a problem. I feel like a lot of people do this thing where they feel like, oh, you're my partner. You have to be my everything. And, you know, and it's like, I don't think that's healthy. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, I said that. I, th- I think the biggest thing is that you have to. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to be. I was adding on. To you me. have to be. You have to be careful what you. What I said was more of a joke, but uh, what you have to be careful what you confide in and who you confide in. If you're talking to your friend about problems with your wife, you shouldn't be talking to your friends about problems with your wife. You're oh, talking yeah, yeah. to your wife. Yeah. Um, and not mm-hmm. and not every friend is the right person to to confide in. Yeah. So you have to understand that too. And some people think that they're friends with someone that they're not really friends with. So you have to really understand what type of relationship you have with that friend. If you feel a hundred percent confidence that you can really mm-hmm. express some real shit with That's your what friend, I was thinking. I'm then, about the then yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the, yeah, the, the thing about Jeez. the, the, one of the, I mean, there's obviously many benefits to be in a relationship or marriage, but one of the things is that you're seeing, you're literally seeing who this person is and you're, you're seeing them unveil. You're seeing more of them throughout the course of your life, of your lives. So you may see something 10 years out in the road that you may not have seen before, but you're seeing it for the first time. It's hard to do that for friends because you're not in the same room with them for, you, know, you, you don't experience that much with them compared to being in a relationship. So, you know, more, uh, not, I, I would say not, not nearly as much. I mean, maybe in some instances, but I would say, most people when you're in a relationship specifically a marriage or whatnot or a or a you know a intimate relationship you're going to see them more than your friends that's a fact yeah. um but i'm just saying the whole point to all this is that you have to be careful what you're sharing and then who you're sharing it with and some people think that they're friends of people that they're not really friends there's just certain things that you think that you're friends with but it's not really a good, healthy friendship. So yeah. it just depends. But I agree with you as far mm-hmm. as there are certain things where it's like, hey, it's healthy to have like a mentor to talk to someone about certain things or like a therapist. Like that is very healthy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. I think it's important to still be an individual. Yeah. You don't want to be in a relationship and then it's like, all right, that becomes your identity because then it's like, uh shit can fall off and then you're like who am i i gotta find myself i'm just figuring myself out i, say, I also think got time that for. that should be done before you even get into a relationship you get in a relationship <laughs> thank you <laughs> i don't i'm not here to fix you i don't want you to fix me i'm not right? asking you to <laughs> like i'm here because i fucked with yeah. you like, and and, on, and no I, I agree with you Vitti, as far as the the individualism is very important but yeah a lot of it too is like that can't always be fixed before being raised because it's just realistic, but you shouldn't depend on the other person to fix it. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do we have anything else to add on the hyperventilate? I feel like we, we, we got some good conversation out of this one. Nah, we got the shit off. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we need Damn. to do this next one? I think it, it's more of the same, but with, yeah, no, I want to say, did you guys did you guys hear a difference? All right, so, it's the guitar. That's the only difference. But oh, was really? there a guitar? Oh, there's more. It's sounds. the guitar at the end. Like, yeah, the guitar, like the little solo going on. 
Uh, but as far as like the spoken word, it's the same. All right. Uh, so for the people listening, that the last track on here is a bonus track, but it's Black Currently again. Um, but I didn't hear much of any difference on there. But I guess Chris said there was some difference on there. Yeah, I think it's a violin because I just like had to play it. Now, because now the first one is a violin, so, but then the other one I heard like a little guitar solo, and I'm just like, I'm guessing that's the difference because oh, so that added like 40 is. seconds to it. Like, yeah, extra instrumentals, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so I guess we can, we can skip out on that one. And then, um, <laughs> so final impressions of the project. We want to start off with this. Wait, hold up. Before that, though, which version did y'all like better, the last one or the first one? I didn't hear much of a difference. I just liked the first one. So, I like the first one. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like, I like the spoken word, period. All right, first one it is. <laughs> So what were like uh, your final impressions on the project after hearing it all? Oh, uh, man, it's a little weird when you talk. Like I said, when you talk about these spoken words, man, there's like a different set of rules you kind of just use to kind of break it down. And it's not just that. I feel like it happens with rap. It happens with a whole bunch of different pre- projects we listen to, like instrumentals, too. So as far as like how I'm viewing this project, it's dope. As far as the spoken word part, that rosy shit got to go, though. If, if that Rosie shit would have been out of here, perfect. Amazing. What track are you talking about, huh? Big Rosie? facts. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. <laughs> no, now you don't know what I'm it talking about. It don't exist. <laughs> well, all in all, it's really good, man. I fuck with the spoken word, man, and it's, it's dope as hell. You know, we the, the sounds could be a little better here and there, man. You know, you could do a lot better when it comes to, like, the mixing, the engineering part of shit like that, just to make it sound a little crisper, make the... The instrumentals go more harmonic with your with your voice and shit, but I think it was dope. It's go, it's good. I give it like a like an eight, eight, eight and a half. Like, yeah. What you thought about it, Fatima? Yeah, that's fair. I give it a solid eight. I give it a solid eight. Um, seven point five. You signed her spirit told the lower that because of redacted, redacted. That's. <laughs> Huh? Because of that redacted track. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's because at first the eight for me, I'm not counting that track. I completely forgot about it. It's like a step kid. <laughs> nobody thinks about it. the Avatar it. movie, the live action Avatar movie. Yeah, nobody ever y'all talks cr- about it. Y'all crazy, bro. Y'all so I forgot that shit even. <laughs> so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Last Airbender, not Blue People. All right, for people that need clarification. <laughs> You lost me with blue people, but um, <laughs> you know about Avatar. Okay. Mm. What? Oh no, no, we about to get into it crazy. No, no, no. no wait, wait, what? What? We gotta skip this. Not the rabbit hole. Not the rabbit hole. Yeah. I saw so that seven point five for two. <laughs> yeah, so seven point five. You know what I mean? Like roses. Because not not being disrespectful, fresh, not being disrespectful, but only because you had the audacity to even think <laughs> the that <audacity>. this song. <laughs> Yikes! Wait, I'm not being disrespectful. She sure? said you got not the unmitigated gall, <laughs> like that ass to even get this pass. Whatever process and stage you went through in selecting tracks 
for this project. I am shocked that this had even made it and then you were okay with uploading it to Apple iTunes and whatever other streaming platform you got it on. Like, I'm just... Wow. Okay. So I have to give that. <laughs> Did you get that off your chest? You got that off your chest? You feel a whole lot lighter now? You're not I wrong. Mean, I killed them for that same thing. So Yeah, it's like some things, you know what I mean? It's like it's like that one question on the test that your teacher expects for everybody to get right. And because you're that one that got it wrong, she's going to knock other points off of shit. Like, instead of you getting a whole point for a question, you're getting, like, a point seven, point mm. eight. You know what I mean? Your whole shit comes up to, like, a C. And it's like, well, I, why? I ain't gonna lie. I was one of them students. I ain't even gonna lie. Oh, like, <laughs> Chris. I definitely <laughs> fucked it up for the class. <laughs> you messed up, up the, the curve? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you messed up, the, cur- the, you mess up the grading curve, bro? I'm gonna tell you something, bro. I used to have teachers give speeches because of some of the shit I used to do. They were just like, yo, Chris, are you dead ass? This is a gimme. You don't even lose points. And I had to put negative on you for that. And I'm like, wow. Damn. Well, you here. You hurt your Hey, here. I graduated. <laughs> you graduated. <laughs> that, that is crazy. But like that's all that's that's it. Everything else was great. Fuck with the poetry. And also, side note, in the beginning, I had made a statement where I was like, I don't know if you're a poet or you're a rapper. I completely mixed up uh projects between this one and the other one the is there one, another one the one with the, that you sent me preston with oh, the, the one for japanese next week? yeah the one for next week <laughs> i was like listening to that one today and then i was about to say i brain. was gonna bring that up i was gonna say like i don't under because i uh, you said i don't even know if you said it on air but you said that i did it wasn't a spoken word project and i was like we're yeah. gonna have to talk about that because yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know the difference. But. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I said that, I like in my head, that was like what was in my head because I had listened to that today and I listened to this last week, and then when we started going through. I'm like, oh shit. Well, <laughs> now I'm confused. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> cool, but yeah. And then uh, I want to say it was a good project. I'd sort of say it's like a solid seven. Um, I'll do 7.5 because of that one redacted track that I don't like at all. I do see the criticisms that uh, Jarrell was giving, you know, Mr. Engineer over here, Mr. Audio guy. Um, So, so even, even some of the tracks that I thought were, were good. I could see the criticisms that Jarrell was talking about where you say it could have been better, a little more cleaner. So I want to say like, it's just a solid 7.5. I am interested to see what else you do and see if you improve or if you get a better, a better engineer. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I would like, I mean, if it comes to spoken word, I do think you are somebody that's worth listening to. And I think yes. that's all, that's all you can ask for somebody as a poet, you know, yep. somebody to hear what you got to say. Or hey listen. man, I was fucking with it. I was fucking with you were saying, G. Yeah. All right. So what do you think about it, Jero? Well, 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 here we are. The end (laughs) of the road. Um, So uh, for this project, uh, I have to agree. I would say I would give this a 7.5. I think that's a a pretty fair score. Uh, He's a a good poet. He's very good. 
He's very good. Um, I still think Ve- uh, Hyperventilate is the best song on the project, just from a presentation perspective, engineering perspective, how the songs organize, and uh, from a from poetry when it comes to just. I mean, he really really gave it a 100 so mm-hmm. I, I i think the reason why i'm giving it a seven five is because there's a lot of it's sonically inconsistent um there's a lot of inconsistency sonically well, obviously we talked about the the roses track that i mean if you can't if you can't hear it then what's the point um you know so you know, we talked about our, I talked about the, the criticisms on that, but I think for some of the other tracks, you know, there's just a little bit of inconsistency as far as the cohesion of the, the project from a quality perspective. So I do think, you know, uh, exploring, exploring another engineer, or if he did some of this himself, you know, maybe uh, really try looking into getting an engineer just to have that that consistency from a poetic standpoint and then his you know the poetry should always be at the forefront the music should be a background it should be it should be heating up what you're trying to eat but it shouldn't be you shouldn't be eating fire so you know Mm -hmm. the me so the music shouldn't be yeah you shouldn't eat it you should spit it You say you ever wrote no rhymes. You wrote that in your head. <laughs> you wrote that in your head right now. Um, but yeah, so you know, your your you know your poetry is great. We want to hear your poetry, and, and the music should support that. But that shouldn't be. It shouldn't be to me. It should be just as loud, if, if not louder. So yeah, I give it a seven five. I'm excited to see what else he cooks up in the future. I think he's really talented, and um, yeah, thank you for your service. And I and I mean that mm-hmm. truly. <laughs> No, truly. I said truly. No, I truly, truly. I've had family members. I've had family members that have been in the service. I, yeah, I think it was her. Yeah, yeah, appreciate mm-hmm. it. For sure. Um, yeah, I do have a question though before we get into to some other it? stuff. Um, so I know we're talking a lot about like how it sounds and like the engineering and stuff like that. And do you feel like because it's a spoken word? I know Jarrell, you know, has has a trained ear and this shit like that. So he's going to pick shit up. You know, we've been hearing a whole lot of different projects, so we're going to start picking shit up too. But uh, do you guys feel like because it's a spoken word, you know, maybe the average consumer will probably overlook some of these uh, inconsistencies as far as just trying to focus on what dude is saying? Shit, probably I did. Shit, I did. That needs to be word. that needs to be the Instagram reel. <laughs> Yo, like oh, I said, when it comes to spoken word, like I'm like I don't listen to spoken word. I don't go to poetry slams and anything like that. So like a lot of the stuff that was happening, I was like, yeah, fuck with it, I get it. But then I also wasn't listening the same way Jarrell was listening. You know, I was listening to for what he has to say. When it comes to when it came to the spoken word, I wasn't looking for lyrics. I wasn't looking for dope beat. I was just like, "What do you have to say?" So mm-hmm. for me, what he had to say definitely stood out, other than that one track. So when, like I said, when I gave it a seven point five, I I I took that seven point five is with the criticisms that were given to me on this episode, things that I didn't pick up as somebody who doesn't listen to poetry or spoken word that often. So, yeah. So, like, I, I, I did. 
So. Gotcha. I think you make a valid point, Chris. Yeah. yeah. And I agree with you, Preston. I think you're, that makes sense what you said. So, yeah, I just think, you know, in general, when you're inviting another sound into your art, you know, it's now part of that art and it needs to support it, you know, the right, the right, the right way. So. It's all, I feel like every track is like a leg and your project is the table or your message. You want to make sure all of your tracks are holding up your message in the best way possible. Unfortunately, he had a weak one, which is fine. (laughs) 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 Stop! But, like, one of the legs was wobbly. Buy that tail from Ikea? What the fuck? Excuse me, this do you put like a wobble stop? There's no wobbly under this. It's a little do 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 do. It does a little thing. Where's <laughs> the Allen wrench? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but shit. regardless, even with the wobbly leg, it was really good. <laughs> and, you know, the message, you know, fell through very well. Um, You know, it had like, nah, this one wobbly leg, because the engineering <laughs> on those few tracks was also. You know, that's included with the leg. And this is a side note. I'm completely talking shit with this one. But if that female and that other dude you was talking to in the first track okayed the Roses track to go on there, <laughs> I think I think you need to reconsider who you choose to I run these tracks by. That's not fair, <laughs> Fatima. <laughs> I'm talking shit. I said I was talking uh, shit. Well, see, talking we don't know how involved they were. They could have just been like on the other side of the country. Hey, can you say this thing for me? Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a fact. I don't know how he put that together. I'm just saying, you You're know. like, if they signed off on this, they should be prosecuted too. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Damn. <laughs> like, they should not Total be your friend. Yeah, 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 they should not be your <laughs> Yo. Do not vent to these people. <laughs> yeah, do not vent to these people. <laughs> they have horrible taste. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh but uh, do we have anything else okay, to add done, so we can done. get into our news and stuff? Uh, I don't even know if we have much news, but do you have anything else to add? Oh, no, I'm good. Nothing for me, no. So uh, other than all the fucking crazy-ass music that's been releasing, because we got a what? lot. Especially oh, are we on the news? Week. I would say, do we have any news? I mean, I feel like it's been more like... Yeah. Now, no funny shit. I want to go back into the the rabbit hole and be like, "Yo, how the fuck you ain't watch no Avatar?" Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted on. to, you know, finish the project first and then get back to this. Like, <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, I did, not. I did, well, not. I know did about y'all the see the Hero Academia movie? No, I didn't. I, Yo, game tripping. <laughs> Yo, game is tripping. He's got a lot of lies off. Yeah, yeah. The, Yo, the, 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 lies. That, yeah. <laughs> you know he's a master liar, right? <laughs> I know he all cap. He is all cap. Uh, we already know you don't like the game. He's a great lyricist, <laughs> but he lies a lot. Um. <laughs> so, so wait, so you actually heard it, right? I'm assuming if it's even here. I, I, I heard a little bit. It's four hours. I've right. heard probably 20 minutes of it. So... I want to say the things that stood out to me in that was I didn't realize Game had so much respect for the East Coast as he made it seem, at least, if he's a master liar. But he was talking about how he was cool with Fat Joe and Oz and all this stuff. And like the whole thing with him and 50 going at it with each other is because he was on Funk Flex and 
he found out on Funk Flex that 50 was beefing with whoever. And the game was like, nah, like those are my people because he was already cool with them and Diddy from way back when, before he was even with G Unit. So I was like, that was surprising to me because I never really cared enough to like figure out like why we're like, why they broke up. But I was just like, oh shit. Like, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. I think that might, I think that, I think that was true. I think that was true. Mm -hmm. So to me, I was like, you know, that kind of makes sense. Like if those, those are my homeboys from before, yeah, I'm trying to get on with you now. But you didn't tell me you was gonna be beefing with people beforehand, so of course I'm gonna just be like, nah, like those are my people. We ain't talking, like we ain't beefing. But um, that like his whole respect for the East Coast and like his influence from the East Coast, like that stuff, like flew over my head when I first heard about the game. I never knew he was like, I didn't know there was any East Coast thing about him. Um, there was also whack talking about the legends discussion. I think we've had that discussion before too. Because he was trying to say, well, they well, they Nas and um, I mean not Nas, Nori, and EFN were talking about uh, that they get comments is like they oh you guys call everybody legends, and Whack specifically pointed out Kid and Play, and I'm not gonna lie, I was a little like I think you mentioned that didn't you? You mentioned that on the D Skillips, you said they were legends. Yeah, but, uh, see, all right, yeah. I'm happy you said that yeah. because when he said it on here, I was like. What the fuck you mean? Like, like <laughs> disrespect kid and play like that? Like that's like, how I, I feel. They're, they're fucking legends. But Wack was saying, "Yo, y'all dead like, ass. Y'all not dead ass. <laughs> yes, y'all not dead ass. I know you not dead ass. I know y'all not. I know you Chris not dead ass. Chris trying to erase <laughs> history so fast. What? <laughs> yo, 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 stop it right there. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Chris, Mister, back for the future. Y'all them. Because Wack was saying musically they're not legends, which I can't say I disagree. That's what we're talking but, about. But no, because with 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 Nori and EFN, when they invite legends, they just mean legends to the fucking game, period. The culture. Like they, the yeah. culture, yeah. And it's like kid and play is a big part of the culture. Yeah. No matter how much hate they got back in the day. They had a big part of the culture, like movies, the yeah. dancing music. Like they were like the like they, they oh. kind of broke out of that of that mold of like that hard hip hop and brought fun to hip hop. Yep. Yeah. I gave you shit Definitely for it, but you're did. but it's true. It's true. Man, yeah. yes. I'll tell you this, man. This <laughs> I will die on that hill. <laughs> Bro, you understand, man. Nori is a capper. Because he be playing wow. anybody on Drinks Chat. If you look at everybody that's been on Drinks Chat, bro, you're going to have a couple of questionables. Like, uh... Like who? I'm, I'm not even going to cap, bro. I'm not going to cap. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. But we're talking about Real Legend Conversation. Why was Wiz on that Drinks Champ episode? That's way I, too early for him to be on that type of shit. I like, feel like he, he was for his... I feel like he had an era. Which is probably why he was on. All right, bro. An era is one thing, but we talking about yeah. legendary. That's why I'm just like, oh, he's it's... legendary for his era. People still fucking. Brought... Yeah, I could be legendary at 30. Nah, you're wild, bro. It's for his era. Like, bro. we we didn't grow up on Wiz like that. Like, we knew Wiz. Wait, we like, didn't grow up was... on Wiz like that. We didn't grow up on Wiz. What? Wiz Wiz got popular. Wiz got popular like uh, when we were like junior high school, high school. Like that's not growing up with him. Yellow, like no, that's yellow, not. Yellow, we grew up. We grew up on the nineties shit, the early two thousands. Like, bro, that's, that's just nah. what we was hearing growing up because we ain't nigga. Know what did anything I just else to watch. Say? 
But yo, bro, I'm talking about, no, bro, but I'm talking about shit that we actually picked no, to listen to, bro. I'm that we shit. picked. No, I'm, I'm not talking, talking about, about what they shit. was playing on the radio because you ain't have a choice. But I'm that's what, what you picked grew to listen. up on. All right, but that ain't the legend for me, bro. It's a legend that I chose to kind of just figure but, out. And but you just out. said Wiz is not a legend. He's not bro, a he's legend not to a, us. He's not no, a legend, though. He's not a legend to us because we didn't grow up on Wiz. All right, so you have this opinion on them. I, uh, people have their opinion on Kid and Play not being no. legends either. But in, 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 all, in all fairness, it's a, it's it's okay for Nori to be biased. Everybody's biased. So let's, yeah, let's, Nori let's, a capital, let's... bro. Everybody a legend when he drunk. Like I said, there's bias. There's bias to be had, and that's fine. He, you know, he's trying to get some juice. That's why it's that's why he's having him drink to get some juice out of him. You know what Maybe I mean? Juicy. Yeah. Oh, one juicy. more thing that stood out to me: whack. I feel like the whole interview itself with the game was it was entertaining. It was fun. Like, you know, it, the game could drink like a fucking bro. He drank know, crazy, like, bro. He drinks ridiculous. But I didn't feel like it really got interesting until Wack started talking because this motherfucker was sober saying so what shit. He said that Ice T is not West Coast. And I was like, huh? <laughs> he was like, yeah, Ice T's from Jersey. And I was like, I never even fucking knew that. I never knew huh? Ice T was from Jersey. He's from Jersey. Apparently, mm-hmm. ain't no way that nigga from Com. Hey Siri. <laughs> hey Siri. Hey Siri. Oh my god. But yeah, apparently, apparently he's from Jersey, and I was like, I guess that kind of explains like the whole little b boy type era that he had because that wasn't like a big thing on the West Coast, as far as I know. But he was trying to say that Ice T is not a West Coast rapper, and I was like, I feel like Ice T falls in the same page as. Tupac then, where he's from the East Coast, but they're West Coast fucking rappers. That nigga from Newark. He's wow. still from the hood. <laughs> but he's from Jersey. We still, but, we're still going to claim Ice-T, though, part of the culture for West Coast. Especially yeah, that's what I'm a, saying. Especially with yeah. 6AM, like that song. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, he, I feel like he falls on that same page as Tupac, where it's like, they're not... They're not born and raised in the West Coast, but they're West Coast artists. Oh, hold on, Preston. Let me let me ask you this: Davies a legend? I wouldn't say so. Uh, I love. Why he got to drink champ episode? East. Because he's a. Well, I mean, he's popular. But wait, wait, they, did, they, did they say he was he, a legend? Did he's they give a, him roses? He's a street legend. I told you, bro. <laughs> bias. Oh, wait, did, wait, he's no. A did they give legend. him roses? <laughs> Yeah, they all get their roses, man. No, drink but did they give Davies roses? Yes, they gave him his roses, well, bro. I don't like, believe you. You don't, Why would he have them <laughs> on it then? The roses were like, were like a newer thing. They weren't giving everybody roses early. No, bro. You Everybody gets their roses now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but no cap, though. Davies is like a really good rapper, though. He's really good. Like, he his was street project legend. Was, his project, his recent project, How Did I Get Here, is... Really, really good. Really good. And no one's I, talking about I, it. I didn't, I didn't get to it yet. I I'm kind of pissed. Don't talk about it. Damn. It's really good. Nobody's yeah. talking about like a Legends project. Crazy. Like Davies early. Chris is shut Chris up. goddamn shut disrespectful, Chris. bro. This is what I mean. Chris isn't he from? Isn't he from? Isn't, is, is, is it Davies Harlem? Is he from Harlem? That's right. I was about to say he's what from the? Metro North. Yeah, he is. This Yo, nigga hating Chris because you from the Bronx. You just got it out for Harlem, like nah, you just got it out for us. I'm not. I just trying to push the narrative. My bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yo, it don't Can't gotta make sense. Guy. I'm just pushing it. Semantics. But no, I wouldn't say he's a legend. I would say he is. He, I feel, I feel like he's taking steps to doing so. But like musically, 
I don't think he's had enough accolades to be a legend musically, but he's he is musically. starting to do he is starting to yeah. do the acting stuff and like I, I, uh, him playing Method Man in the Wu Tang show. I feel it's a it's a dope thing and it, it works, but I kind of feel like it also takes away from his status. Like you are a now rapper playing a past rapper in a show. Hmm. You know? I don't think it. I don't think it takes. I don't think it takes. He's diversifying himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then, but then, but I feel like people will start to recognize. Like if they don't know him for music, they're like, "Oh, you play Method Man." Oh, well, you rap too? And like, then it'd be like, "Yeah, I'm a rapper." Now well, check a, this shit that's out. That's a whole other generation like, oh, that's not good. even accustomed to, to his stuff. I mean, that's yeah. not his fault. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. True. yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, he also has businesses. He's mm-hmm. doing he's doing uh, partnerships with a lot of businesses throughout New York. Mm-hmm. Um he yeah. did a joint, he think he did a something with the bakery. That's a hard Then he opened up a deli. He opened up he opened up a deli. He's opening up a spa that's also gonna be uptown. Like he's doing a lot of things, man. Like he's like this project with Harry Fraud is good too. I like that project. Yeah, the project with Harry Fraud was dope. I need to get it. It was. It was. I have it added. I just didn't listen to it yet. We got so much fucking new music. (laughs) Nah, fine. Last one to get off my chest. Last one. Last one. Big Sean, a legend to you? Hell no. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, you can't talk about Big Sean. You know why he's a legend? Because he got with your wife, nigga. Oh, that's crazy. Watch when you say shit. Damn, like that. I, didn't, I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> that emergency alarm. I didn't get that emergency alarm sound in here. Let me tell you something right now, bro. Let me tell you something right now. Right? Legend. He got with Janae Aiko. I'm going to tell you something, bro. Janae can have fun with my nigga because at the end of the day, she know where home at. Feel me? You know where home at. And I ain't hey, even Chris, Chris is the side now. <laughs> I'm Home full of bitches. Are you the you side of the main, Chris? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> legend. Yo. You know, you know what makes him even more legendary? They broke up and he still got her back. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Legend. I'm gonna tell you something. She cheating on that nigga. Trust and believe she cheating on him. With you? <laughs> Yo. I ain't saying with me. Chris the side. Yo, there's no I ain't saying. I ain't saying. He said it. I, what you Did mean? you go to the BX, Chris? Hey, <laughs> yo. Hey, yo, Rihanna was here. Rihanna was in the BX That's with ASAP. with a Harlem yeah, dude, yeah. nigga. First of all, yo. she went through the Bronx. She didn't <laughs> go she, to the Bronx. Oh, she was damn. in the Bronx. She was in damn. Simpson. She was chilling in the fire skates when the fire hydrants was out. We yeah, know. For a music <laughs> video. For a music video, technically she went through, but she was staying in Harlem. Nah. With ASAP. Hey, and, okay. And okay. why why they couldn't do it in Harlem? Oh, all right. Because we ain't got patios, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Fire escape <the> patios. Oh, <laughs> we got terraces and shit. <laughs> Yo, what's known don't got to be said, feel me? That's all we got to uh, say. <laughs> to move on a little bit, you went to Tyler's uh, concert. Hey. MSG, right? Yes, I did. How, how First ever that? concert, man. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something, bro. 
I, I, I was just a little weird because I hear all these different stories about, you know, concert experience. So I'm just like, oh, you know, let me just be with open mind. It was pretty dope, man. Pretty dope. Uh, you know, uh, Tizo Touchdown open for him. Shout out Tizo Touchdown. That's a Harlem native for y'all. I'm going to give y'all credit for him and shit <laughs> like that. But shout out uh, Tizo Touchdown. Uh, then he had Ben Staples come perform. Shout out Ben Staples. Oh, nice. Yo, then Caliucci's. Oh, my God. Yo, Caliucci's is beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I'm telling you, like that. Yo, bro, fuck it. Like that, bro. Her voice <laughs> and just the way she serenaded everybody in the crowd, bro. You understand, bro. It was a lot of women in that concert, bro. It was like 60% women. So they was going crazy for Cali and shit like that. And then uh, it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. And then Tyler came out, man, played all his hits. MSG went crazy, bro. Uh, he played a couple of his old tracks from like uh, Yonkers, you know, uh, a bunch of others. I heard he doesn't like, like to perform Yonkers. Well, he did. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, I think I think it was some other some, some other time he performed. I saw it on Twitter. He was like, "I don't like doing this song, but everybody loves it." Blah blah blah. And he ended up nah, doing Young. Yeah. Not if anything, he kind of emphasized. He was just like, "Yo, y'all, y'all mind if I play some old shit?" So you know, he started going through his whole catalogs and shit like that. A couple's uh, tracks he had with ASAP and shit. Yo, it was it was it was a really good experience. I was blowing hella tree in the stands <laughs> and shit. I was not supposed to, but fucking man, we had a Tyler concert. So I gotta ask you, what was what was the song that sounded way better live than over your headphones? Ooh, bro, when I tell you when he started performing Corso, bro, that Corso's whole, nuts, bro. Corso, That's a fucking that shit nuts song. Sounded crazy, oh bro. Oh my god, the whole place just started jumping and shit like that. But I'll tell you this, I feel like the song that really brought the whole crowd together was um is that 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 double song sweet I thought of you? Yeah. Um, like that whole, that yeah. end of that song everybody was kind of just like singing along and so shit like sweet. that. It was pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. So don't forget about love. <laughs> Yo, bro, everybody was just singing along together, dope as hell. And it was a long ass show, man. It started at seven, kind of ended like at 11 30, like 12. Damn. Yeah, bro. It was going That's nuts so in there. Concert. Yo, yeah, Tyler, man. Tyler's discography is crazy though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know he got yeah. his first radio play? Like this week? Really? No, yeah. I thought I thought 911 nah, was no way. Like his first radio song. Yo, I don't know. I don't know. But I saw I saw his post and he was like he was crying because he got his first radio play. And like he heard himself playing on the radio. And he's like he oh, never wow. heard himself playing on a radio before. I think that's I, I, I feel like I, I remember him saying that. Nah, I heard was on the radio. Yeah, I heard lumberjack. I heard. Um, I feel like I heard lumberjack. Wind blows. Sure. Yeah, lemonhead. I, I feel like nine one one was the first one I heard him talk about. Like, oh, like this song made it to the radio. I've never been on the radio before. Oh shit! And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that nigga probably be capping cool. with his Instagram. Nah, I, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Tyler don't cap. He ain't got no reason to. I know. Nah, that's nah, that's nah. Now I got a new found respect for homie, man. Yo, especially he was giving a couple speeches, and one big takeaway that he was telling people, he was just like, "Yo, don't be afraid to switch it up on niggas, bro. It ain't never too late for you to just try to be a whole different you, the way you want to be and shit like that." So, if you know you scared that you know people might look at you different, or you know you scared that you don't want to change yourself. It's just like fuck all that. Don't fucking hesitate. Just switch it up on these niggas. And I was just like, yo, I fuck with that shit heavy. I, I fuck with it. Yeah, he, he definitely preaches that too, and he does it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. 
Yo, don't be afraid to switch it up on them, man, and just keep going and keep hustling. I got a question. Do they boo at his concert? You know how everybody cheers. Is it like a custom to boo? If somebody boo, they getting smacked. I'm going to tell you, they was booing <laughs> because they, they kept throwing shit at the concert. And he, he was just like, yo, bro, for the love of God, stop throwing shit on the fucking stage. Yo, what about you fuck around? I slip on a condom because I keep throwing this shit on stage. What's wrong with y'all? Wait, what were they booing for, though? Because be a young boy wasn't able to fish around. <laughs> yo, <laughs> the other nah, I'm saying oh, they was booing the fact that, you know, people was kind of fucking up the shit, like. Cause he he'll be talking, motherfucker. You see, mad shit just flying all over the place, and he's just like, "What the fuck?" Like, oh, oh, they didn't want him to talk. People messing up the show. People nah, they was booing because they kept yeah. interrupting him. Like, yo, shut the fuck uh, up. Like, yeah. okay, so they weren't booing him. They were just like booing other people. Yeah, honestly, they didn't really boo anybody. They didn't boo anybody. The most I could say is that yo, I felt like Vince Staples should have gotten a lot more love and shit like that. But you know. Shit. I saw a picture that apparently Frank Ocean was in the crowd. Like, oh yeah, bro, mother- really? this, this tell you motherfucking so. ghost, motherfucking <laughs> fucking ghost. I don't know if he planned it, but Tyler definitely had all members of Our Future just like around the the stage, like like around the stadium, like Easter eggs or some shit. Cause you'll see Frank, and then you'll see somebody talking about, "Yo, is that Taco? Is that Earl?" And I'm just like, "All right, they can't all be here." And shit like that. Oh, and- I miss seeing Taco. Taco <laughs> or, is like Taco's still used- going at it though. He's, he's a little dicky show too. That's what I was gonna say. That's like the latest I've seen him was in Dave. I miss yeah. Taco's little slim ass. <laughs> nah, bro, hey, they be in the cut. They was chilling like. But yeah, we should go to a concert. I would definitely to go to a concert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The last concert I went to was Wiz Khalifa's Black Hollywood concert. So I gotta say, it's legend, like, legend, or not? Khalifa's, he's not a legend, but he has an era. <laughs> he has an undeniable era of yes. music and of swag and of influence. You cannot deny that nigga's influence. You can't. The nigga I, too I swaggy. Agree. I agree on that. Yeah. yeah, the nigga too swaggy. And that Black Hollywood concert was dope. Busta Rhymes came out. This nigga did a. He like swam on the fucking crowd and shit. Like. Mm. It was awesome. And I was getting hella high. I was getting high with these random ass white girls next to me. Like, he almost called me up on stage where I had my ex behind me. He was cock blocking. But yeah. Damn. Oh, wait. No, but Chris, Chris was telling me some story. What was it, Romeo? Uh, oh. oh. All right. So let me emphasize this is the first concert I've been to in my life. I don't adult blame life. your ex. I don't blame So you. when I was way, way young, when I was a, you know, a jit. I went to an Aventura concert and, you know, Spanish people love the Aventura and shit. And it was like their last concert tour. So, bro, when I tell you this motherfucker, Romeo, Romeo, man, is a demon, bro. He dead ass took somebody's girl at the concert. Dang. Like, just joking. Bro, went up to him. He said, went up to a random girl and said, yo, what you doing here? You're supposed to be backstage. I called you and everything. Like, who's this bozo with you? And that was her actual boyfriend. And, yo, he kept playing it off like, yo, you're supposed to be with me, man. Fuck this dude, this, that, and the third. And shorty deadass got up, went backstage. That harlot. In the middle of the concert. <laughs> the concert Jezebel. I'm looking, I'm like, I Dios mio. I Dios mio. I was like, Dios. <laughs> and you know what? Shorty went backstage. Broke into a song. Next song started playing. I'm like, oh my god! Like, Damn. it was so, crazy, yeah. bro. That, boy, that dude left. That dude left. <laughs> out of, out of. Yeah, I need wild. a refund. 
You can have the girl. I want my money back. <laughs> and let me tell y'all something, bro. I pay for the tickets. So. <laughs> no, let me tell y'all something, bro. The tickets I pay for the If tickets, you pay for the yo. tickets, then I guess you deserve to go bro, on them I tickets. deserved it. I deserved it. And he sung a song. Bro, them tickets were super fucking expensive. So at least you could do is pay me my money back. You about to all right, wait, do all that. Wait, wait. Nah, because I know, I know, I know this is going to hit home for Fatima real quick. Do you remember... Uh, Fucking Janet Jackson's uh, was it anytime any place performance? The dude that was tied up on the fucking thing. What if your man paid for that ticket and she brought up your man on stage? Ooh. Wow, what I would do? I'll be like, bring me with you. <laughs> I'm like, take me with you. I wanna go next. <laughs> Fuck you being this Janet Jackson. She's fine as hell. I'll break my codes for that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that got it. See, that got it. All right, all right, all right. I, I respect that. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's Janet Jackson. Won't do that to another that. man performer, but like that's that's on the man at that point. Like you know, whatever. honestly, <laughs> if he does, he and I have a conversation. Oh, now it's a conversation. Yeah, because you all. So I think uh, I think we gotta have the show pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Just saying. You should let me know these things beforehand, <laughs> so I know what I'm doing. You should. Do mm. we have any uh any news or any? I, I, like I said, like I said earlier, Damn. I feel like everything has been more like more Pete Davidson, Kanye shit. Um, Yo, apologize to your family for being in your family. That is a fucking bar. <laughs> Disrespect. How do you tell somebody that? So good. <laughs> uh, there was also apparently Mace may have this diddy i didn't hear the song but i did see the article did you, you did you read that article Jerome? i think you don't want to send that i read a little bit of it and then i saw a youtube thing um it's it's basically like kind of like you kind of dislike diddy basically based on uh to some of the reasons why people look at diddy as far as like some of the shady business stuff that he's done i guess in the past I don't know why now Mace decided to wake up and do it. It's kind of weird, but um... yeah, Mace is a little, little off. <laughs> off this. A little late, Mace. Yeah, he's, he's repenting like... for his sins now that he's a <laughs> Get him out of here. He's mad swearing though on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, so that was kind of a big that was kind of a big thing. But like, I mean, I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. Honestly, I just thought it was. Interesting. Like, oh, okay, you know, but yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. It's like we all know Diddy killed Biggie. We all know. Wait, what? You just got the really? call. Really? <laughs> Diddy killed Biggie Smalls. <laughs> got it. I'm gonna tell you something. This don't get us out of here. We are indestructible <laughs> as a podcast. But we still didn't get to what are we listening to this week? Well, well Fatima keeps <laughs> going to these goddamn crazy, <laughs> crazy conspiracy theories. Yo, all you next thing next week gonna start talking about adrenochrome and shit like that. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, um, anywho. <laughs> What the with the million projects that released in the past two weeks? What have y'all been listening to, or what have y'all got to at least? So I will tell you, man, uh, I definitely fuck with Tana Talk Four. 
Yeah. Channel Talk 4 Hell is yeah. definitely great. It's definitely what we wanted to hear from Benny, man. We wanted to hear kind of like the grittiness, the rawness and shit like that. And, you know, I fuck with that. And now I'm ready to hear new Benny. I'm now I'm ready to hear what the next step. That's so, what I was going to say. I'm, I'm curious to see what his project is with. Uh, he's with Def Jam now, right? Mm, yeah. So, like, I'm curious. No, no, I thought he was. He, like, was he a Rockefeller? Um, maybe Rockefeller. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a liar. But at, at one of those. But he's he's like with a major label now. So I'm like, I'm actually like curious to see like how much his music changed. I think we brought it up before. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, they're all kind of all going in like a separate direction while still being together. So I'm curious to see how each the member kind of just Wu-Tang style. You know? Pretty much. And stuff the like Wu-Tang. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And another project I'm really that's on like my next hearing list is is a. Uh, that crooked and and Joel Ortiz project, the Rise and Fall Slaughterhouse. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a whole other news thing too. <laughs> yeah, like that's a whole like you said. Uh, wait, Jarrell, how are we bro? looking on time? Is that gonna have to wait till next week? It might, bro. I, I, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's almost nine o'clock. When we start, I think we're almost at what two thirty. <laughs> well, just know, just know, in that itself, that's the reason why you gotta hear this shit, man. You might hear a whole bunch of insider shit that we don't even know happened with the yeah, group. I, so. I, just, I didn't get to that. I added it, but I didn't get to it yet. Mm-hmm. I think my, I think my problem, like, I feel like there's, there's issues with both, like, both sides of the fence, really, because there's things, there's perspectives that. There's perspectives that they're talking about where Royce is like, no, that's not what happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, or Joe. So I feel like there's half truths for both sides. But to me, it's just it's just kind of sad because it, it, the the, the album the next group up the what? album yeah like the album isn't going to be received as well as it would be if they were all together. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, Yes, I don't know, and I kind of feel salty. I, I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel bad because it's like I feel like they're being hypocrites too. They're like, "You gonna take this to Instagram?" It's like, bro, you guys released two music videos and two singles. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, we can we can freely express how we feel about this because we didn't know about you guys dropping this yeah. nonsense. And honestly, like, I love King Crooked because he's an amazing fucking lyricist, but. I don't know how business savvy he is, and I could understand if not all parties would be on board with signing something because it's like, you know, Joe has a pretty strong familiarity with being messed over, and you know, yeah. if if mm-hmm. and, and I don't know how business savvy King Cricket is if he just got frustrated, <laughs> you know, and that's why everything just stood still. And then, and then my thing was just like. Royce, he said, he said, no one said that we, he wouldn't rap. And, and, and why can we just, if we just wanted to make music, we could have done it and we could have funded it ourselves. So, you know what I mean? So part of me feels like it's an incentive, a money incentive on their end. Um, at least just from outside looking in, just from like seeing everything, watching everything. Uh, but yeah, to me, it just seems like everyone had a, people were frustrated and didn't want to wait and. You know, and wanted to get back on the road, but I just feel like, you know, Joe's past that point, you know, and he's on a different trajectory, and he just didn't like how that initial deal was set up, and it could have been resolved, but a part, I think most of it was a friendship thing, like, like they they just didn't get along, you know what I mean? And some of it was discussed on the album, but it's so one sided that it's hard. Like I didn't really care. To me, it's to me, it talked too much about it. Like, I feel like the art of them just, like, rapping and stuff, like, I feel like a lot of it was kind of like a petty 
a petty album. So I was like, I don't really care about this too much. So, so oh well. It's not worth listening to? In my opinion, I don't think so. Just because it's one half of a story. You know what yeah. I mean? So. I mean, the guys with platforms, which, you know, I, Joe and Royce, they've always kind of just hinted at, you know, some of the underlying things that happen with the group and shit like that. And Crooked and Joe has always kind of been the quiet ones. So it might kind of just be a one sided, you know, they side of the truth shit going on. But I feel like because we haven't really heard that kind of side and their perspective and their point of view, it, it would be something interesting to hear. Yeah, I'd say like how he went out, like like I feel like Royce has been more so the messenger, and and like King Cricket went at Royce, and I'm just like that was that was unnecessary. Oh, now the yeah. whole way of, that is going about is, is is petty as a motherfucker. Cause like, cause it, it, I don't know if you watched that Joe Budden episode where Royce was on that episode, like like after the album release, he was hot, he was mad. He was like, he was like, he was like, all I have is my name. He's like, and you guys are fucking speaking on my name a way that I don't play with. I don't play like that. You know what I mean? And he was like, at least Lupe, like he had a certain position and he stood on it. You know what I mean? It's like, well, fuck you. Like I can, I can move away from this. Like whatever. You know what I mean? He said, but this, like, this is just some words like flip flopping. And then you're talking about my name a certain way. It's like. Yeah, I was like, you don't play Royce, bro. <laughs> like, hey, I, remember, bro. I remember Royce, he was like, I give these niggas life. <laughs> he was like, I allow them to breathe. He's like, y'all don't want me to, to, like, don't play with me, you know? So, so yeah. Hey, man, I, hey, man it's about to be a monster battle going on. I need, to, I need to see who wins. Nah, man, that's not what it's I don't it's even that, know if I care. It's honestly. not even about that, though, you know what I mean? They don't, like, like, like. Like, like, right, like at this point, it's like don't even because he said something that was really interesting in Joe, on the Joe podcast. He said, if this isn't about money, he said, I want Joel Ortiz, I want King Crooked to relinquish their rights to Slaughterhouse, and then I'll make the I'll make an album, the album that you were supposed to make because this album's trash. He said, if this isn't about money, relinquish your rights to Slaughterhouse, and I'll make the fucking album they were supposed to make. And I know Royce will make a way better fucking album than they would. Like, oh, like because one he had, one he already has the heaven studios so he can already produce he's already produced like a like other people's stuff but then he has connections to a bunch of other artists including eminem and other people but to make a, a badass fucking project you know what i mean so it's just it just sucks that they can be on the same page you know what i mean because or or just release glass house you know what i mean because they have that's a, what i'm thinking yo can i just get a glass a, house like like i'm like can we just get on the same page and release glass house and everyone get paid from glass house because i hear glass house is amazing but you know somebody leak it please <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody leak, leak glass house if you're listening if you're now, listening the time. just release just, just release it man you know so anyway oh what else you have been listening to um so man i've been trying to listen to a bunch of stuff this week man uh like i said freaking uh davies's project uh, how did i get here really good uh i think it's definitely um overlooked please listen to it it's really good tan talk four i think it hits a nail in the head i need to go back to it i still think it's better than god to make mistakes in my opinion um and, and i do agree with you guys i'm curious what the next benny album is going to sound like but i think i think this is Tan Talk 4, I think it's one of his best projects since maybe Plugs I've Met. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, it, it's part debated. One or two. Mm, I think it's better than Part 2, personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than Part 2. Part 1 is a classic. I love Plugs I Met 1. Um, freaking Lucky Day Candy Drip. Did you listen to that, Fatima? 
I would say I like <laughs> There's some pretty good sauce on there. <laughs> it's a dope project. Yeah. The one I one problem I have with song. it. Did you just say one song? Because it was too good. And I was like, you know what? I want to listen to this whole thing when I'm like by myself in my <laughs> car. And I got nowhere to go. Because I love me some Lucky Day. Like, mm. and he's So you like that like, album cover? Yo, (laughs) real quick, yo, what the fuck is Lucky Day doing, bro? Yo, bro, bathing in sugar, bro. It's his creative direction. It's creative direction. You can't even hear this shit in public because you you open your phone, all you see is bands. Man, just fire was, right now. That was <laughs> the first thing I told Chris. I was like, yo, I'm a fan of Lucky Day, but I was like, did you see that album cover? It's like, I feel like I can't open my phone. <laughs> yo, bro, were you music. listening to him? Yeah. Come on, man. Like, like, somebody just happened to Hey, say, man, uh, you're comfortable with your sexuality. <laughs> just let it hang, bro. <laughs> uh, that's a bad at album. Yeah. Bad album art. No, bad man, you look, you look, dude, straight in the eye. I'm just a lucky day, bro. What's up? <laughs> what you got to say about it? They're all got it as a screensaver on the side. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all it feels like Knox. That's all it feels like is insane. It's super good. Super. So, good. I like, I like the project as a whole. I don't know if it's as good as a uh, as his first project though. I think I like his I first know. project more. It's a Painted strong, it's a str- it's a strong project. I don't know. I feel like Painted was a classic though. Mm-hmm. Like I count Painted as a classic project, and I don't know if this reaches that potential. It was good. It was it's good. Really good. Uh, we'll but see. I think Painted was better. Um, and I don't know if you guys listened to the Baby NBA Young Boy better than you. Did you listen to that, Chris? I did. It's kind of crazy. It's very, it, it's good, but I, I don't. Like the baby is saying, like it's better than Watch the Throne. I'm like it's not better than Watch the Throne. Yo, it's- <laughs> like, you don't sorry. think it's better than Watch the Throne? You don't hear it? You don't think so? I sure fucking don't. Oh, yes, <laughs> like, Yo, for real, because I agree we, with you. That shit kind of butt. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. We love you. I like the second family. song. Like this is really crazy high energy on it, and they both go crazy. But I was like, other than that, I'm like, eh. um, yeah. Lil Durk's album's really good. I really yeah, fuck a little bit. I haven't checked it out yet. Seven two 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 oh. It's like twenty one tracks or something, but it's it's really That's fucking a lot. good. Yeah, For but it's dirt. he goes there though. It, like I like it's probably one of my favorite projects he's done, honestly. Because mm. like because to me the 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 album with him and uh little little baby, I feel like all the songs sound too similar. Oh yeah 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 way well, too was, similar. Yeah, I was like, all these songs sound the same, but this one, I feel like there's a lot of differentiation. I feel like, uh, and he's really going, he's 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 talking some stuff, you know. So, yeah. hey yo, I, shout out to Dirk, man. Yeah, I'll give him a try. Yeah, it's 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 good. I I I, I recommend it. So I, um, I didn't get to go. I did, I'm sorry. I was gonna say quickly. I didn't get to go to Pusha T's EP. Was, that's what I was just about to bring oh. up. Oh, okay. Pusha T's EP is a whole bunch of old tracks. Minus really? minus the song Diet Coke. That's the only one I'm not familiar with. But the other four, or at least three of the four, popped up on previous projects. If you know, you know. The games we played, numbers on boards. Hold On featuring Rick Ross. I'm not familiar with, but I think Chris said he was. So that means there's only one new song on there, and the other four songs are 
older songs already. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, because games we play and numbers on the board, that's from My Name is My Name. Why yeah. is that on here? Yeah, exactly. And, and Diet weird. Coke is the only one they really did a release that's... on. Because there's a there's another single he released, but it's not on the it's not on the EP. Uh, I think it's called uh, what's it called? Hear is it Hear Me Clearly? Yeah, Hear Me Clearly. That song's fucking dope, but it's not on. Yeah, it, it's like it's a Lucy. It's not a part of this. So. So yeah, I was just like, why? I was like, why would he like release songs on this EP that was already on Daytona? Like I thought Daytona did good as a project, you know, like commercially. So like. I don't think it's to Yeah, bro, that Rick Ross song Hold On. That was on uh, My Name is My Name. Oh yeah. Oh, so that was on My Name is My Name too. So Yeah, Games four... He Plays on Daytona, yeah. yeah so yeah. so four out of the five songs are all older songs. Yeah, I don't I, I don't like... I don't understand that. So yeah, I was just like, huh? <laughs> you know what? I'm sick of these older damn artists. Yo, is that <laughs> streaming game, bro? Heard. That hear but that that hear me clearly single though? That's like if I get that push on this next album, <laughs> yeah. I will be very satisfied because he's barring shit up. It's way yeah. better than Diet Coke. It's way I better than Diet heard Coke. That. I have I, I haven't heard it. Hear Me Clearly. Oh, so check I it out. Think. Check it out. It's he's he's going there. Like it's 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 so much better. It's so much better than Diet Coke. So if I hear that push on this next album, I'll I'll be happy. But yeah, I guess I I guess I, it was okay to skip that EP then because yeah, I didn't even real I didn't even realize that. Those are picked apart from other. I, I went to it like, oh <laughs> shit, we finally got some pusher before the album come out, and it was like, wait, I heard this, I heard. This. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt with that little Wayne shit. I was like, this ain't mm. new, skit. Yeah, this ain't new. Oh skit. yeah, yo, then, um, Buddy has a problem, a project coming out the twenty fifth. I don't know if you're a fan of Buddy, any, uh, but Har Harlan versus Alon uh, and Alondra was dope project. Mm. Um. So I'm kind of looking forward to see what his project does. Yeah. Uh, what else was to? I added RZA DJ Scratch's project. I didn't listen to it yet. Oh but, yeah, I didn't get to listen to it, but yeah, you, yeah. you added that. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, that did come out. But I, I've mainly been on Tana Talk, and um, nice. and well, I listen to Vega, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. shout out to Vega Seven the Ronin. If you want a bar. A, a bar exam. <laughs> and next bars week on bars. Next bars. week his project is going to be featured, so look out yeah. for that. Yeah. And I still haven't got to Earth Gang's project. Oh really? Joey, Joey Badass dropped a single. Um. It's okay, but yeah. I don't know what your standards are for Joey Badass, but I think it was just okay too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that was the one to drop, like after everybody's been waiting for music, you know? Right. Right. Same. Uh, yeah, that's been about it for me. I I think Kalani dropped a single too. Yeah, that's stories. my other baby. <laughs> Are you cheating on Janae? She don't even hey. go your way. Uh, yo, I'm just saying. <laughs> Dang, don't gotta be, what you gotta no, do that? no, don't gotta be safe for Tima. Okay, that's Jack, bro. Okay, that's Jack. She don't even go your way. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what you been listening to, Fatima? Oh, weird shit. There ain't no such thing. Oh, what you got? What you listen to? Ah, this is just like weird shit. Have you guys heard this movie called Black yeah. Licorice? That's the art. That's the Harlem. I mean, era. Licorice Pizza. Oh, with yeah, uh, the Heim, called... the Heim, I, the lady from Heim's on that. Yeah, in that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I went I to see Licorice that. Pizza, and and I the soundtrack is that, that good. Movie. 
Uh, they don't have a soundtrack, but I just went to they was I've never seen this happen before. They do a, they did a music video because you know Haim, she's one of the, yeah. you know they're in the movie. They did their music video of their latest release right before the movie played, which oh, I've really? never seen happen before. Yeah, mm. so that was really interesting. And then I'm like. I'm interested in these white bitches. I want to see what they about. You know what I mean? Cause that oh. the music video and the song was a fucking bang. I just realized I'm like, yeah. you are your oh, mama's child. I just... <laughs> yeah. Shut up. They Shut have up. some good music. I don't like their last album. I think the last album is overrated, but but they have some good music. This... Yeah, like so. I've been I've been actually on a Heim kick, and I'm like, you know, I, I usually don't, you know, Heim fume fucking lord i'm listening to them again yeah. oh okay. her again yeah so yeah that's 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 what i've been listening to but i am looking forward to finishing up lucky day i was just looking at his picture yeah, <laughs> i look um, you like i have you know. to go home and listen to this I was yeah like, oh. i was like you know maybe we finish this up as then as well, you know, we've been on this topic all right hit the song that's hilarious <laughs> Feels like all that good shit. You feels are. like is a banger though. But all right, are, are we done? Are we done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit, hit the song. She's ready to go. Get her out of here. Good night. Good night.